Ice tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love it. you way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, say. I am a first class name dropper. The great legendary John Madden, and then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're playing this. Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. It's the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Chevy, everybody. Two days, two measly days, 48 measly hours, even less than 48 hours. Until kickoff of Super Bowl Forty Seven, we will finally, after all the hype and discussion, have the answer to the burning question of who will win Super Bowl Forty Seven. Chris Law, good to see you here in the lovely city of New Orleans. Rich, it's been a heck of a week so far. It has been. It has been. We've been everywhere. Everywhere. We've been absolutely everywhere. Um, and Chris Brockman, is he on the line right now? Yes, he's back in. Uh, back hey, in the studio. Uh, don't mind me, guys. I'm just holding it down in Los Angeles. You are no and problem. You're holding down the uh, the Edit Bay Fort. For, I'll tell you what, for the Super Bowl special. show looks fantastic. I can't wait till you guys see it tonight. That'll be good. 10 o'clock Eastern time, right? 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the and it's got a re-air as well. Uh, 1 a.m. Eastern, uh, Eastern 10, 10, o'clock 10 o'clock Pacific, and midnight New Orleans time. Midnight New Orleans, yep, I, I, right don't know if, I don't know who's going to be watching. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing going midnight on. Tonight. There's nothing going on, guys, right? You know, I, mean, I mean, the Friday, the Friday no. before the Super Bowl, I've been, you know, <laughs> it's been a while since there's been a New Orleans Super Bowl. Uh, Friday before the Super Bowl in New Orleans, uh, uh, usually a very slow time. Yeah, just, <laughs> just quiet. Usually very slow. No, no, no. One, no one in town. It's sleepy. <laughs> Bourbon Street's empty, right? Uh, Did you get your fill of beignets this week, Rich? Oh, boy. The po' boys. The po' boys. All that oh. sort of stuff. But, uh, no, I mean, I've been spending pretty much most of my time on Radio Row. Yes. On Radio Row. You were right next to us all week uh, for Super Bowl Live, NFL.com. Oh, really? I didn't notice you. Yeah, you didn't notice me at all. <laughs> just ignores me whenever we're out in public. You mean when I, You mean all those times I was just walking off the set? I was I was walking by I, you the entire time? And I was time. coming to say something, and you just keep walking. Is that blew, right? It blew me off. Every yeah. time? Just a few times. I think that's called big time. Big time. Really? Big time. I didn't notice you. There. Big time. What, uh, Rich, big time. What, that, what, what operation is that? The NFL.com? It's NFL.com, Super Bowl Live. We've been on all week. Super Bowl Live to tape on that radio. No, no, it's live. It's live. It's a four-hour live show. <laughs> Look at you guys, jokes in hand and everything. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just, you know, a little focused because uh, these, in the zone. these radio, yeah, well, these radio row shows are uh, they're 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 taxing. Let's and put it that way. Now the fans it, are all in there too. Well, it's, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun, and and uh, the crew and uh, NFL Network, Drew Allmeyer, Stacy Garcia, Rose Garcia, all the. Folks who are uh, part of our crew uh, in charge of landing all of these planes, all of these guests, just to give you an idea, if you haven't seen NFL Network all week or haven't seen our Super Bowl coverage, certainly if you're overseas, a lot yes. of our international listeners, there's uh, Radio Row, which is what it's called because there are just rows upon rows of tables where uh, radio talk show, sports talk show hosts come from all around the nation and listen to their, you know, talk to their long-time listeners, first-time callers, their drive-time callers, their morning callers, just one after another after another all day long. And years ago on NFL Network, when we first started, now 10 years ago, by the way, it's wow. our 10th Super Bowl that we're covering, is that they, <clears throat> they, the folks, our, our producers here made a very smart decision uh, to put our main set throughout the week in Radio Row. 
and put it right in the middle of the room and have all of the rows upon rows of radio hosts face our set. So it's free advertising. So when Montana, Joe Montana walks to our set, like, hey, everybody, Joe Montana's on NFL Network right now. It's boom, free advertising all, all day long, all week long. And, you know, ESPN has their sets usually outdoors because they love the, right. the sort of college game day feel where there's hundreds or thousands of people behind them going partying. I, I don't know why they like that, but they do. I like what we do which is Radio Row, because one after another after another, uh, luminaries from the sports and entertainment world roam around to pitch their products or pitch their shows to all these radio stations, and then invariably they'll stop by our set or stop by our set first before going throughout Radio Row. And it's fun. Yes. And I'm sitting there one after another after another. These folks come sit down, and uh, I'm the fly on the wall. And um, it's it's so much fun. And we're going to put together all of these interviews that uh, I've conducted over the last two days, all in one podcast, right? Yes, and we'll even get the ones from today as well, some of them in there. Uh, maybe, maybe some of them if we can. Well, I mean, I, the, I spoke to the commissioner and Cam Newton today. We, I, I don't know if we're going to get that in there. We don't He's even so know. I mean, we have no idea. We have no idea how this sort of thing is, is working. But it's a fun but, listen, and they're about six-minute interviews. They range anywhere from six to eight yeah, minutes. And then one after another after another. Hopefully you'll be able to get this uh, listened to uh, before the game, big game Sunday. And then tonight again at 10 Eastern time, the uh, television version of the Rich Eisen Super Bowl special that was released on iTunes just two days ago. Is that how it works? Just uh, Wednesday morning it came okay. out. Yep, Tuesday, Tuesday, or Fif- Wednesday morning. 50 Cent, David Spade, Joel McHale. Um, and so much more. And the Beyonce interview that you're going to hear on this show, because she does the uh, halftime, um, the Beyonce interview that she uh, that we conducted Thursday is going to be on this podcast, but the television version you could see tonight, 10 Eastern time, and also we can see it on, on iTunes, correct? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So uh, if you're an international listener and you can't um, watch NFL Network, okay. uh, if you go to iTunes, to the Super Bowl page on iTunes, the full... Uh, video download of the Rich Eisen Television uh, podcast, the Super Bowl special, will be available for you. For, for, for now, free. you always said Tom Brady was the toughest two-shot. How was that Beyonce no, two-shot, Rich? Let me tell you, it was very difficult. But I survived it. Managed? I, sur- I survived it. And now I have... Did you net- throw, the, throw the rock up? Now I have Nets season tickets. <laughs> you're, part, you're part owner of the Nets yes. now? I'm Rich Z. <laughs> Just call me Rich Z. Rich Z. Nice. Well, I mean, I'm from you know, I'm from New York City. Yeah. I'm not from Brooklyn, but I'm Staten Island. Oh, I remember the rap vividly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and oh, we'll get a new open yeah. for the show after the Super Bowl. Oh, Things calm down a little. Law. We'll get a new open oh, in the show. Law. Well, the uh, David Spade interview alone. I'll tell you what, be, there are uh, some bites in there. there. You know, that should alone be enough. That, and then what did he say about uh, Carson? Carson Daly's Daly, your st- luminary story <laughs> about uh, Bill Clinton, Oof. which recently was an instant classic. Uh, my wife listened to that one, and she's like, "Aren't you guys all you know worried about him him saying that? Like, Bill, he was the president. I'm like, he's not the current president, and he's not fooling anyone. Please, I mean, are we telling tales out of school that he absolutely know, that, not. He, that he that he likes uh, the the ladies. We all know who Bill Clinton is. Come on, I think. Please, we also know how the Secret Service clearly works as well. Yes, if you care to make it work for you. <laughs> uh, let's get to it, Chris Law. Press play on all these interviews, okay? Absolutely. Here we go. Now we're in the media center with an old friend. Uh, if you need further proof that he no longer works for the league and works for Fox, just look, look shirt out, 
Um, slacks. I mean, this this you'd be sent home from the league office if you showed up for work like this at the well, old. At they the used old to put me park, in a right? bunker when I came down here when I was running the officiating department. They they wouldn't let me out to speak to anybody in this area. And now here you are. I've come over to the dark side. Well, no, that's I mean, not true. I, you I used like to come it. on. You used to come on Total Access at, and 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 uh, Super Bowl live shows and well, but, NFL but, but, Network Pass talking about the officials and stuff with like you, that. With yeah, with you me. because they you know we, we we had a special relationship. We did. Yeah, we did. And look at you now. You're part. So the, the rare officiating to paparazzi <laughs> ascension that you are you have become the, Listen, uh, the sports media sensation. I have to Mike tell Carrera. you, I mean, I do get recognized every once in a while, but the yes. problem is yeah. when people recognize me, they say, are you Barry Weiss from Storage Wars? Is that what they- I mean, that, nobody <laughs> thinks I'm Mike Pereira. They said that there's this guy, Barry Weiss, on Storage Wars that right. looks like me. Well, wait till you know, more and more Super Bowls, more and more mm-hmm. marquee events that you pop up from the, the studio. So do you have a nice studio there? Do they... Did, what does it look no, like there in, for in, you in Fox? I mean, in, in the LA Central there, they built a whole new set this yeah. year, and uh, and I have my own cube. We call it a cube. We actually call it an ice cube because it's right. so cold in there. But right. but uh, it's very similar to what I had in New York. Um, you know, I've got all the monitors. I have all that stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's really it's really kind of a first rate thing where I can watch all the games. I even have a a Quantel system that I can watch any game and run things back and forth so right. I can make comments on any games on Twitter. It's a state of the art. And now you see uh, officials popping up on ESPN's broadcasts and all of and even other other um, other sports other than just football. You've started a trend. Well, uh, well I, 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 and, I, and, I, and I must say, I, I, I go to my have, mailbox every day. I'm looking for the commission check from these who guys. Who do you but, have to thank, though, Mike Pereira? Seriously. Deep down. Um, who do you have to thank? To... If you were sitting here now, I'd like to thank fill in the blank. Who do you have to thank for 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 this uh, success? Is it is it? Yeah, it's you. That's, it's you. That's correct. It's you. But but <laughs> who you. did I educate beyond you. my wildest you dreams for you to come off me. with comments like of the national championship, yes. the college game, the interference with the opportunity? It was you that I'm chimed in up. on that. I'm all grown up. It's amazing. Because of you, it was one of my proudest moments. It, 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 Jerome Boger is the official. The, the, the head referee of the Super Bowl. And you're hearing all sorts of stuff for people, uh, unnamed officials. Where did this come yeah, from? That's really classy. Saying that, he, saying that he's not qualified or are there really others classy. equally qualified? What was that all really about? Really classy. Well, you know, to me, this is not about Jerome Bulger. It's about the officials still being upset at the league over the lockout and some of the demeaning things that were said about officials. And, and they were demeaning, and I, I understand that. But, you know, if they want to question something to make the league look bad, to throw one of their own under the bus is inexcusable. And, you know, to me, Jerome went under the same process. They're talking about grades being changed on the Wednesday review. What does that, that always about? happen? I mean, you the, the officials get graded on Monday or Tuesday. They get their report. Then they file a response. And yeah. then all of the supervisors look at the grades. And you can take downgrades off or you can put them on somebody else. I mean, you know, Jerome had some change, not eight. But so did 14 of the other 17 referees. It's not unusual. And did he did he work a championship game? No, but he worked a number of uh, wild card or division games to qualify him for the uh, to work the Super Bowl. It's hogwash, but it, to me, it's about still the leftover ill feelings that some have, some officials have toward the league. So Jerome Boger, in your mind, is absolutely qualified. Listen, the thing is, Jerome Boger starts the year on the same plane as uh, Ed Hockley. And, you know, and you're graded by the calls that you make and the things that you do. And if he had that year that put him in the top five, and that's the other thing that people need to be real to realize, that there is a rotation that gets involved in making postseason assignments for the Super Bowl. And if you finish in the top five in your group in each position, 
you get bumped to the top if you have not had the opportunity to work a game before and somebody else has. So they really do try to give more people the chance to work the game. And you give uh, fantastic insight on not only during the games with uh, Joe Buck and the rest of the Fox crews, uh, but also on Twitter, at Mike Pereira. You're a Twitter sensation. You're a must-follow during games to have things explained or or back my play when I think I think things are, are called properly and you say that I'm correct, which is always great to hear. Uh, you are using your Twitter account to affect change in the National Football League. But uh, on Friday, between noon and 2 Central Time, so between 1 and 3 Eastern, uh, 10 and um, between 9 and, and um, yeah, between 10 and, 10, 12, and noon yeah. uh, Pacific, you send people send you a rule that you want to see change in the NFL and whatever's the most popular you're going to forward on. Well, I'm actually going to go to the two most popular because I think fans need to have a voice and okay. I'm going to present it as an actual two actual rule changes. And you know, I mean I, I think fans who are so involved in this game, you know, I mean they can see what they think would be logical changes and so I'm going to let them all tweet into me and then we'll write it up as a uh, as a rule change and uh, and I'll send in the league and see if we get something done. I don't know if I'll hear from you or not, you know, if uh, during that 2 hour period. I'm not sure if you have any suggested what rule do you changes. Think? No, seriously. Uh, you know me here here's how you know me so well for so long. Do you even have to ask which rule change I'm going to tweet you? I'm already going to send the tweet now and, and, and schedule it to be sent the first second at hashtag change rule. Which I, rule is I, it? Which I, rule is I, it? I, I actually think. Correct. I actually think I have you on board as leading the charge on you the tuck rule. You did not want to change the tuck rule for so many years that I was talking to you on Total Access about it. But you're a convert now, right? Get well, rid of yeah, the tuck rule. Yeah, no, no, listen. I mean, I, I, this, this lead, they put in the rule a long time ago. And, you know, it is the rule, still is the rule. The call that was made in New England was right but by the rule. Was, why, but it's the illogical. It? it is illogical. I've come to that side. You know, the, the problem why nobody wants to change it is how do you define when this action becomes a tuck and when it's still not a tuck, when the ball does it, when it comes out of his hand, if it's right here, it's going to be hard to tell. And so, you know, the way the rule is right now, any time during this whole motion that it comes loose, they call it a pass. But I think you can actually isolate it to say no that if, if it goes, the hand goes below the shoulder, just below the shoulder, then it's obvious that he's tucking the ball back into his body. The concept, and the old 50 guys in a bar thing. you know, yes, exactly. 50, you can tell, right. 50 drunk guys in a bar think it's no, tuck we play. No, we could remove alcohol thing. from the equation. But even people who are blasted can figure right. out when somebody is bringing the ball down that is the clearest indication yet yeah. that he no longer intends to pass. I, 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 and he's now officially I a runner that, that can that fumble. Will, it will be the number it's one gotta proposed be. change. It's got to be. Maybe not from New England, but certainly well, from the Bay Area. Yeah. And there's a lot of Bay Area fans yes. that are looking at us this week for the for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Good to see you, Mike Pereira. It's always you great to see are, you. All of us here at it. NFL Network, we're, we're, we're bursting with pride. Yeah. Bursting with pride. You know, uh, we always talk on this network about Eli and Peyton, Archie. Cooper gets his run sometimes on this network. We all know in our lives the most important person is the mom. And that is why we could not be more pleased to have here on our Super Bowl live coverage, Olivia Manning. Good to see you. How Thank are you? Thank you so much. Here, I'll I'm shake great. your hand. You've got your hands yeah. full. You've got a mic and you've got a box of rice. I've got, what, I've got my, my product what is, here. What is your product this, here? This Olivia. is what I am um, making for my Super Bowl party that I'm hosting on, on Sunday. Okay. I haven't had a party I've, in a while because I've been at 
four out of the past six Super Bowls. So <laughs> kind of excited. I've got some very special guests coming, okay. um, being my boys. But this is Zatarans. They make the greatest um, products. Mm-hmm. This is a dirty rice mix. Yeah. And we're going to use it, tweak it a little bit, and put it in tacos. They have a jambalaya mix. It's just a traditional New Orleans mm-hmm. dish that is just great. So Zatarans sold all over the country. Great product. And you visit Facebook.com, Zatarans. Check That's out the right. game day tab for great That's recipes right. and party ideas. So I'm be... excited about having a Super Bowl party. It'll be a little different year for us this year. Yeah, but I know I'm sure you would hope that the Super Bowl party for you, at least one of the two, I, or if I really not both, did. would have been in the actual Superdome. That would have been so perfect. But um, as a consolation prize, I've got both boys and their families staying at my house. Is so that right? Did Peyton just get in a Peyton just got in from Hawaii with the twins, his wife, and uh, kind of worn out but excited to be here. We don't get to do this very often. You mm-hmm. know, to be under one roof, Eli, his wife and daughter are there. They got in last night. You know, Peyton, as we know, has broken so many barriers in the NFL. He's, he set a new one. And my It's unofficial. But I believe with Marshall on the sideline at the Pro Bowl, it was the first ever sippy cup ever appearing in the history of the Pro Bowl during a game. I know. Isn't that I great? Think I think it was, it was a. We weren't there. I, I told him I was staying home getting ready for their visit, but I was watching, and I, I loved it. That Peyton couldn't wait to have a son to be able to bring on the sideline. <laughs> no, so. And he's just two, right? Isn't he not just, quite. Not even In March, two. he will be two. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, I, I know this is sort of a personal question. How's he enjoying, because I, I really haven't asked him this, how's he enjoying being a dad? I mean, what, oh. a, what a life change oh that goodness. is, obviously. A life change, it really has. A lot has changed in Peyton's life uh, mm-hmm. over these past two years. You can say that, but I'm sure this is the highlight. And they're twins. There's a little girl, too. And I, sure. uh, Peyton had Marshall on the sideline, but uh, Mosley is around, too. So I'm excited about having some granddaughters. I had all these boys. That's so right. I got this... girls at my home again. Yeah, some, uh, some estrogen, at least, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so... Uh, um, what is it like to watch these two sons go at it in the same game? And the reason why I ask that is through the prism of what Jackie Harbaugh is going to have to experience on Sunday. Or should I use the word endure? Which is the more no, appropriate I, word, I, I you think? I want to say cherish and try to enjoy it. Of course, my boys had never met on um, a Super Bowl stage, which is, is huge. It's just been a, a regular season game. They've done that twice before, and they will do it again um, in the fall. They'll play in right. Denver. We'll go to New York in the fall. Of course, the date is not – we don't know the date well, yet. Well, I, I can guess – I can tell you it prepare a Sunday or a Monday yeah, night. I think <laughs> it'll be one of the early ones. <laughs> right. But anyway, I immediately thought about um, Jackie. I've never met um, Mr. and Ms. Harbaugh, but Archie did call um, Mr. Harbaugh right after the game was set and um they're just, they've just got to be so proud and just he just told him to try to enjoy it um you do enjoy it up until the the end of the game i think and and i hope for them that it's a good game a close game and um but your heart just aches i mean they've worked so hard to get to the super bowl and, and you darn sure want to win it i i, I know how that is because peyton didn't win the one of the ones he was in so um I, I feel for them but on one hand they have got to just be bursting with pride when those sons of theirs are standing on either side, you know, of the of the football field for the national anthem, you just—it's such a moment. You, you just 
it's it's unbelievable. And then how do you console the one who loses? Because that's what you, that is I the mother's know, role. I mean, I that's got to be the mother's role well, in, you know, in this process. That's right. You 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 hug one a little bit harder. You really do. <laughs> right. Which but, one do you hug harder? The, the, the one, one who, that didn't win. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm not saying lose. I'm not saying I can't not, say yeah, that they're a loser. Can't use the no. word. But when right. my boys played, of course, it was a regular season game, and you've got to immediately focus on the next one coming. You know, the last one, the Super Bowl. They'll have a long time to think about that. And so. what's it been like? Because I know, obviously, you and Archie uh, mean so much to this town, and this town means so much town, and this town to see the big game back in this town. What's that been oh, like for you so far? Just fabulous. I think I think New Orleans does it better than anyone. I really do. We've been to lots of Super Bowls, and uh, but I, I love the way we do it. It's been 10 years since we've had one. Of course, the city's been through mm-hmm. so much um, within those 10 years, but w- we are back. I think we're better than ever, stronger than ever, and I think the Superdome just looks amazing. It does, and everybody's been so kind in this town. Yeah. Well, we've all, we always know how to throw the big party. We have the best food of any place in the country, and, and we definitely know how to throw the party. Speaking of that, do we, do you have uh, right here on the set? Yes, what, I do. What, is this, is this what you're going to make on Sunday? Are, or? It's one of the dishes I'm going to make. These okay. are the little dirty rice tacos. Okay. And Should you I, just add a little ground beef to probably, the... Um, may know, I try to, one? Uh, sure. <laughs> may I try yes, one? Yes, okay. absolutely. Because I'm, you know, I... I, I, I I'm, my palate isn't usually this expanded, but coming to this town, it's okay, like when in, when in New Orleans. Okay, thank you. Sure. Thanks, Mom. Here we go. Hold on. Mm. It's got a little ground beef, a little cumin, and then you can add just the basic taco toppings like salsa and cheese and lettuce. That so is great. It's an easy dish to prepare, feeds lots of people. I, no. I shouldn't talk with my mouth full next to no, Olivia I'll, Manning. I will, I will get in. That's what I fuss at Peyton about mostly. I, <laughs> I, I bet. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you, you so are much a delight, for a pleasure. Me. Welcome to New Orleans. Thank Enjoy. You. Thank, thank you. you. We are at the NFL Experience with uh, two guys who have experienced uh, some incredible success at the professional football level. One uh, who. Uh, was just a couple of games shy of the Super Bowl here in New Orleans. And Russell Wilson, good to see you here, sir. How are you? Good to see you, Rich. Good to see and then you. at the end, a Super Bowl MVP who plays his football in New Orleans. And I'm glad he is right here because if he was about 50 feet in the other direction, there would be some sort of riot that would take place with all these kids out here. Good to see you, Drew Brees. How are you? Good, Rich. How are you? I'm doing fine. What's it been like uh, for the... Uh, city to be all lit up like it has been for the past few yeah. days you've you've seen it all in this town yeah it's been awesome uh they've been scrambling here over the last few months just to kind of fine-tune to make sure every, everything was in order but as you know new orleans knows how to throw a party they know how to host an event and obviously it doesn't get any bigger than the super bowl uh i know the city's been looking forward to having the super bowl back uh it's been 11 years since uh the 2001 season uh obviously post katrina um i think just the, the culmination of, you know, from that point to our Super Bowl victory to now the Super Bowl coming back to New Orleans, right. I think it really, uh, again, just justifies you know the fact that New Orleans is back, not only back but better than ever. And Russell Wilson, last time last time I saw this guy, he did he crushed it by the way on NFL Game Day morning on uh, six hours, yeah, on Championship Sunday. You, you you got there on six hours of morning television. Nice. By the way, beat me to work. Yeah. You showed me up. But be, what time you got in around four in the morning, right? Already four thirty. Yeah, suited. No, no, you were there. I was there four fifteen. You're already fresh as a daisy, showing me up. Uh, and you were sitting there wondering if you were going to fly off to Hawaii or not, based on the result of the Atlanta Falcons game. What was it like to get to the Pro Bowl for you this it was, year? It was unbelievable just to be around Drew, a guy I've looked up, you know, over my college career and everything, and then 
be around Eli Manning and other quarterbacks that are there. And we won. You know, I know that. So that was exciting. We got an extra little bonus there. But that was always fun. And the, the game, I thought, was played really, really well. You know, to go there as, as a rookie, you know, and, and be my first Pro Bowl was unbelievable experience for me. So I hope they never get rid of it. Now, you mentioned how uh, you've been um, looking up to this guy over here to your, to your left. And, um, Drew, I'm sure you've heard how many times did you hear that you weren't tall enough to play in the National Football League? How many times did you hear that when you were breaking into this yeah, league? Yeah, plenty, plenty. You know, and, and that's, that's really what puts the chip on your shoulder. Or One of the things is that, you know, people doubt your ability, uh, whatever it might be, your size, speed, arm strength, whatever. And I think everybody who's, who's made it to the NFL has had to overcome something like that. But, uh, you know, certainly for me, there's just not that many six-foot quarterbacks in the league. Uh, you know, a big benefit for me was being able to come in the league and play behind a guy, Doug Flutie, uh, you know, who's, what, 5'9", 5'10", played 20 years of professional football at the highest level. And, you know, he did so much for my career, giving me the confidence just to know that, listen, I, I can step in and do this. And um, to watch guys like Russell Wilson come along, um, you know, of course, I think his ability it, it far exceeds mine. Why would you say that, Drew? I mean, listen, this guy can run, throw. He can make plays all over the field, outside the pocket with his legs, with his arm. Um I, I I don't think I'm ever going to have that speed. I just hope I have that playmaking ability outside the pocket as I get older. Here. Well, you have a different gear. You have different gears. Say again. What did you say? So he threw for five thousand plus yards. I, I got to get to that level at one point. There is that. But how about that that Drew's success? How much was that able for you to draw upon that as you were going through the evaluation process and obviously getting your start in Seattle? Well, that's definitely huge for me. I think that, you know, obviously Drew's done an unbelievable job the past several years and so ever really since he's gotten into the league. And so, you know, for me, you know, that, that's a guy I've looked up to, and to be honest with you, for a long time. I, I break down his film and kind of watch what he does and how he does it. And, he, you know, obviously he's the best at doing it. So, you know, I think for me that was a huge part of it. And also, you know, for me, you know, my height wasn't going to define my skill set. You know, I knew that I had the ability to play the game, and I knew that I had the knowledge to play the game. It was just going to be if somebody was going to give me an opportunity. My goal was to make the 31 other teams that didn't take me regret it. And obviously you have a coach who believes in your skills, and Pete Carroll, your coach is back. Your coach is back in the mix, Drew. What's that been like for you now that you know this thing, uh, uh, the suspension's over? Yeah. And that's in the past now. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're excited to have him back. And uh, the minute that he was reinstated, I sent him a text saying, can't wait to see you. You know, I was on my way to the Pro Bowl. He was on his way to Mobile, Alabama, Mobile, yeah. the Senior Bowl. But we basically said, hey, we, you know, we'll, we'll catch up uh, during Super Bowl week and can't wait to get back to work with you. And I know he's, he's been chomping at the bit, obviously. And uh, – I, I'll be honest, I, I haven't been more excited about an offseason in, in a long time. And I'm not talking about the rest part. I'm talking about the working part. When, and when do, you, when do you think you get going on that? I'm uh, sure, like you are. But yeah, you know, it, listen, It's so I, rare. There's never yeah. been a coach that's been gone for that long before. There's really no playbook for yeah. something like this. It's, it's always on my mind, you know. Uh -huh. um, and, and so I think the, the, the balance needs to be there in regards to, you know, you need to step away. You need to relax and get time with your family and let your body heal up and that kind of thing. And now that we're, you know, after the Pro Bowl, um, we have the opportunity to do that. But um, I know I'm going to get going sooner than, than I probably ever have. And uh, I can't wait to get back in the room with, with Sean Payton and um, really get his perspective on the season. You know, stepping back and seeing it from – from where he was, obviously much different than he ever has. Um, extremely difficult to go through, I can only imagine. Um, I know how difficult it was for us, but I think that there's a lot that can be gained um, from, from things that he saw um, taking a step back. You guys are here for Visa, uh, practicalmoneyskills.com. 
Uh, what is this? What's this all about, Russell Wilson? But you're you're here uh, to tell kids that one day they need to take care of their money. Is that essentially? Yeah, what's basically. Uh, Drew and I, uh, we we talked to the kids, high school kids around the New Orleans area, just about you know how to take care of their money and and the right approach to it. And we've talked from our personal experiences and everything. And you know, I'm a rookie, so it's you know it's something new for me. So you know, Drew's been doing it for a long time. So it's something that's really important. And as you go in from high school to college to your professional career, whatever that may be, whether if it's a doctor or an athlete or a teacher, you know, it's really important to make sure you budget your money. So that's what Visa's doing with us, and it's really, really exciting. And that you'll tell that to Balin once the tooth fairy hits in a couple of years? Start, <laughs> Absolutely. Start getting those quarters and dimes all straight away? Right. Much. I was going to say, he's, he's going to ask for more, whatever he gets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you know what it is, right? I mean, and I'll just say, ki- you know, kids nowadays... Jeez. The tooth fairy just uh, their, yeah. their head all big and they're he's ripping me off. Full. He only gave me five bucks. You know, Good he should have given guys. me a twenty. Good yeah. to see you guys here. Thanks for coming Thank on. Right, That's Drew you. Brees. That's Russell Go Wilson. Hulk. Joining me right here on this show, it is Eli Manning. Good to see you here. Likewise. What's it like being in a Super Bowl in your hometown? Seeing how a Super Bowl hitting your hometown like this, Eli? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's fun, and uh, I think it's been eleven years since the last one, and. Uh, you know, just I've already uh, already did some work today. I already had a great lunch, so uh, saw a few high school buddies. I'm staying with my parents, so it's a little different Super Bowl feel. But uh, looking forward to you know being around town, and and uh, it'll, it's a great place to host the Super Bowl. Yeah, your your mom was on this show, sitting in that very chair a couple hours ago, and she didn't let you know this morning that she was coming on NFL Network. Oh, well, this is just you know you're not that big of a deal. I know that. that you know, no, so, the, the network. I'm not. You know, I mean. <laughs> There may be an eye in Rich and eyes, and I'm a team player. But she's I think just the so network, used to it now. She's big time. It's like I can't yeah, keep up with her schedule. Can't even keep up. And Peyton, she said, just came in. So is he staying under your, your parents' oh, yeah. roof, oh, too? Oh, yeah. We got uh, oh, my me, Lord. my wife, my, my little two-year-old, Peyton and his wife. They're two, two-year-olds, so we got kids kids going All over right the place. Around. All over. It's going to be wild. <laughs> Bourbon Street's nothing compared to the Manning household <laughs> right now. There's a lot of hangovers for different reasons going on exactly. in that household right now. What is your – is a Tyree catch – your favorite Super Bowl memory, or do you have any other moments that might uh, might have escaped, I guess, the normal public eye in their two Super no, Bowl yeah, wins? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you still look back at that uh, at Tyree's catch and just kind of, wow, you know, you know, what would have happened if he didn't make that catch? What would have happened on that fourth and five, that next play? And uh, just to think about, you know, he, you know, Rodney Harrison hanging all over him. Tyree, just kind of the last guy you expect to have the biggest catch in the game, you know, catch against his helmet. So, uh, just very, very, very thankful every day that he was able to come come down with that catch. Or if you weren't able to get out of trouble, right? And if, Mike Carey maybe if, could have yeah. blown the play dead, possibly. If O'Hara would have blocked anybody, I, w- I would have never had a chance to to escape and hit Tyree. So I I blame it on one of your guys. Uh, one of he's one of our guys. No, he is now. one of our guys now. Yeah, I know. yeah, have you seen Sean O'Hara do his gig? I, I've here? seen him. I've seen him do his gig. What, what do you think? What I think, think he's doing well. You know, when when he stops sweating, he, he does. He looks very good on would camera. You, would you call him an elite broadcaster yet? Well, he hasn't been on air with you at the same time. So there's no way he is nice. elite. And until he gets Thank to you. that you know moment, then then we can Thank start you. working the elite the See, elite angle. These Mannings are classy. We we know that already. What what do you think prevented the Giants from even being in the tournament to get to this building, Eli? Uh, well, obviously we we didn't finish the season very strong, and and we knew you know what we had to do to make the playoffs, and it was gonna you know come down to those last couple of games. We had three weeks to go. We you know kind of say hey, we got to win these three weeks, so it will ensure that we make uh, the playoffs. We lose two in a row to Atlanta uh, and Baltimore. Obviously, good teams, but uh, I think the disappointing is that we you know it wasn't like we lost 
you know, 17 to 16. We kind of got beat, you know, pretty, pretty uh, handily. And so I think that's just disappointing. I think we still have the right uh, core guys. Uh, you know, we got to get some guys healthy. Having Akeem Nix kind of banged up all season didn't, didn't help anything, one of our star players. Uh, and so, you know, I think uh, we're, we're on the right track. We got to, you know, we got to get some, some help in some areas, but we, we have the right core guys that can, you know, make the playoffs and make a run. You played both of these teams. You, you, won to, you went to San Francisco and won, but that was in the Alex Smith era. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then in Baltimore was late in the season. That is this, when they essentially started their run sure. to this week. Uh, let's just hit uh, the Ravens right now. What do you think is their, their strengths and will – be coming to the fore a little bit at the Super Bowl. Well, I think I mean I think they play good defense. They uh, you know they get to the quarterback. They uh, you know they, they they make plays on defense offensively. I think Flacco's playing well. They're hitting deep balls. They're throwing it down the field. Torrey Smith, uh, Bolden in the middle, that tough guy. So they kind of have you know can run the ball. They have you know you know the right weapons at the right spots where they can be dangerous. And, and Flacco, in a way, is going through a similar. E- elite scenario with the media right now that you did as well, where he pounded his chest a little bit out of character when asked a question that how else are you going to answer other than saying, yeah, I believe in my skills and sure. I think I am great. What do you think? Do you think he needs to win this game? Speaking of somebody who does have two rings, do you think he needs to win this game to be considered an elite quarterback in this league? You know, uh, I, I don't I don't know if it matters. I don't know kind of the elite and there's no real definition it's not like oh you have to do this to be elite uh you know i kind of try to eliminate that word from my vocabulary as much as possible uh but i think i think every quarterback in the league next year will be uh, hoping that someone asks them the elite question because once you get asked you automatically make it to the super bowl <laughs> the following do. year so uh you know i'm hoping they ask me again I'm like, let's bring it back up they start asking me again i, I want to answer questions about it and that, but that throw you know that he did make obviously your your brother's defenders um couldn't swat the ball down but yeah. that throw that he did make and that it right here uh, was a pretty huge moment. It's what, huge. from your perspective, though? I mean, that that was a kick in the gut to your to your brother's chances in that day, even though it just tied the game. What was this like for you to watch this on television? It was tough. To, I mean, I was I was uh, you know I was very very mad. And uh, you know, you're watching the game, you're seeing, hey, there's 40 seconds left. They got 70 yards to go. There's no what you know. I, see, I mean, I see that catch, and you know, the the receiver get behind the defenders, and I'm gonna say if they just tackle them there, you know. Uh, McKinney's to take him to run 50 yards is going to take him about 25 seconds. I would think the left tackle. So I think you know, just just kind of unbelievable that that occurred. That they were you know they were able to hit that play with that little time left uh, was really very very shot. Were you surprised that that then he, your your brother went out and took a couple knees to go into overtime at that point in time? No, I mean I think it's just kind of I, I think this the mindset of the team is a little different right there. You know, and it's not like they were down and they had to be aggressive to go. You know they didn't get they didn't get great field position. Um, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, anything could happen. You could start force something. They could get a, a turnover and a pick and, and go lose the game. It's kind of hey, let's regroup. Let's let's take this into overtime and let's let's beat them in overtime. The uh, you are here with the folks of Xbox 360 um, for a campaign because they're teamed up with NFL Play 60 to help kids have fun while achieving healthy, active lifestyles. How? How can something like Xbox 360 be connected with with uh, with playing uh, Play 60 outdoors? Yeah. Well, with, with the connect part of the Xbox 360, um, you know, it, it's about being active. Your your body is a remote control. So uh, if you're doing track and field, you're running in place, and how how fast uh, you can run in place is how fast the, the you know your guy runs on the screen. So I think 
I think it's really good, um, you know, during the winter, you get up in the northeast around the country, it's cold, it's hard to go outside for that long and, and play. Uh, you get rainy days in New Orleans like today, and uh, you, want to, you, know, you want your kids to be active, you want to do something, you can you know, have the Xbox with, in, in the connect part of it, and you can box, you can play beach volleyball, you're jumping up and down, kids are moving around, you're not sitting on the, on the couch watching TV or, or just playing with the remote control. You can still be active, you can get your, your physical activity that you need each day. And that's through, uh, through Xbox 360, the NFL is the uh, official console sponsor of the NFL teaming up with NFL Play 60. So um, next year's Super Bowl is in New York. I know you'd love to play with it, so I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think you're an elite quarterback in the National Football League? I do, I do. There I you do, go. Rich. There you go. Thank you, thank and you. I, and I'll ask your brother that if I have that chance. That would be exciting. As well. That would be exciting. Because, you know, and I'm sure Jet fans would love for me to ask whoever is going to be the quarterback <laughs> there. That same question. Good to see you, Eli. Rich, thanks Good a lot. to see you. I'll see you throughout the week. We are now welcoming you live for the first time on Super Bowl Thursday here in New Orleans to Radio Row. I am pleased and honored to be joined by this man who doesn't do many of these uh, sit-down interviews, certainly not on live television, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, Steve Bishotti. How are you, Steve? Nice to have. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm uh, doing great. What is this like for you? I mean, this uh, is your first... Different, yeah. Yeah. Very different. Uh, got in last night, and uh, the town, uh, I like the fact that the backdrops on all the... Uh, uh, New Orleans Super Bowl stuff is purple, so that's a nice omen. <laughs> that works for you. Yeah. That works for you. I guess in your, your perspective, it's better than black and better than than, black and red. Absolutely. For sure. Now, um, your first go-round at the Super Bowl, you were just a minority kind of a Yeah, kind of off to the side. In the sidecar. In right? the sidecar, right. right. Now this With is, the goggles. Now you, this, this has been your operation since 2004. Four, yeah. So what has it been like just for you, just conceptually conceiving wrapping your arms around the fact that you are an owner of a, a Super Bowl uh, AFC championship team it's been a nice progression from being a fly on the wall for four years and learning about the business and watching us um, we, we we made we won the Super Bowl in my first year and uh, felt this sting of not being able to follow it up so I've kind of been through the whole progression and rebuilding and finding new quarterbacks and everything else. So it's been very incremental and very easy to absorb. And let's start from that, uh, building it up, uh, from uh, rebuilding it in that respect. What did you see in John Harbaugh, who had never been a head coach at any level, special teams coach from the Eagles? What did you see in him? Well, I, I, I saw a humility in him that I, I take kindly to, I guess. I I. I I think that every great leader has to have a, a equal parts confidence and humility. And some people get lost in the confidence part. And uh, John had just struck that balance with, with, uh, with me, Ozzy, uh, Dick Cass. Uh, it was, it, he kind of separated himself in that way. And then Flacco, when it was time to draft a quarterback in your mind and go with a young kid and hand him the reins of this operation. And you know, I mean, I don't need to tell you, in your position, that this is a quarterback-driven league, you've got yeah. to have the right guy there. And if you don't, you're not in a place like this yeah. competing. Well, we, we ended up, that was the same draft as, uh, as Matt Ryan. And uh, we, we took a look at moving up to get Ryan. And, uh, you know, obviously whoever was sitting there in front of the, uh, the, the Falcons wanted um, uh, an arm and a leg for, for moving up. And right. my guys convinced me that we could move back and get uh, what they thought was the second-best quarterback with as much upside. So uh, we moved out of eight, down back to 18, and got Joe. And uh, it's been a great, you know, uh, uh, 
process watching him grow. Well, what has it been like? What is your philosophy here in that? I know you got Ozzy Newsome. Obviously, his bona fides yeah. are solid. But still, you've got to trust in this operation. How 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 hands-on do you get in this process? It's interesting. That's that's it's that question comes up all the time about hands-on or hands-off. And I really don't view it as one or the other. I think it's a, l- a lot of both. I think that um, uh, I'm not in a position to overrule my guys, but I'm certainly in a position to question them until I'm comfortable with their answers and their decisions. So I'm not in a position where I need to overrule Ozzy or John, but I'm certainly in a position to challenge them on the decisions that they make. And one of them have to be Cam Cameron being fired at yeah. such a late stage of the season. How how did this uh, come about and your involvement in that decision, Steve? Well, I guess Ozzy and I really are just sounding boards to John. I know that he had talked to uh, uh, Ozzy. Uh, I guess it was reported, which I didn't know, but they talked that night. And um, uh, I ended up talking to John late that night after he and Ozzy had discussed it. And um, he felt that it was... Uh, uh, a, a risk worth taking. We knew that it would, um, you know, some people would say it was desperate and some people would say it was, you know, wrongheaded, but John felt strongly that it was the right thing to do and it, hadn't, it wasn't the first time it crossed his mind um, that evening. And uh, so it was just a matter of supporting him and letting and hearing him out and saying, I trust you, I believe in you, you got to do what you've got to do. And from your perspective, though, with a, a decision on Joe Flacco having to be made at some point, whether you're franchised and yeah. you give him a long-term deal, the fact that you've, you, you'd switched offensive coordinators there, yeah. was this a sink or swim moment from you, from your perspective, to see how Flacco would respond to this? No, this no, future? because I don't think that we could have um, fairly judged Joe or Jim Caldwell when John made that decision, um, the one thing I said to Caldwell was that I'm not looking for miracles, and I know there's got to be a pressure on you. And I really admired him because he could have said no after after losing his job last year with the Colts going 2-14, and 14, and him willing to come in and help Joe. We were thrilled to have him, but I, I, could have, I would have understood if he had said to John, I can't do this, this is, this is too much for me with four weeks left in the season or three weeks left in the season. So I admired him for taking the chance and knew that he might be scrutinized. And I just told him, I'm not judging you that way. Right. And w- what about Flacco? Why, why doesn't he have a long-term deal uh, <clears throat> under uh, wraps already? Well, I don't know. I read yesterday that Peyton Manning went two years under the franchise tag before they finally got his long-term deal. So that's for Ozzy and, and Joe's agent to work out. Um, Joe and I kind of sit on the sideline and we tease about it a little bit. Is that right? Um, and, and, uh, but we don't really get that involved in it. And, and um, I'm, I just, I trust Ozzy. It's always been done. They asked me this, you know, about this with Ray Rice. They asked me about this with Haloti Nada and on down the line. And we've always signed them. So. Joe's going to be there. Trust in Ozzy. Trust in Ozzy. Now, Ray Lewis, we all know it's his final ride. It's his retirement. And then uh, this week, the Sports Illustrated article comes out. Deer antler velvet extract. I've never heard of this before. No, I haven't either. You're you're not a deer antler velvet extract expert. No, I'm not that kind of guy. What are your thoughts when you hear about this? You just know in terms of one end, at the very least, it's it's an unwanted distraction. And at the very most, this could be something obviously very seriously that this team has to deal with 
for the Super Bowl for I Sunday. don't think, you know what, we're not going to deal with it. We're going to let them. I mean, Sports Illustrated, uh, you know, they won that battle. They waited until Super Bowl week to bring up something that most of it happened two years ago. And that they were investigated, I believe, by the league, that company. And so... Um, I'm I'm just going to let it play out, but all I know is that my guys, that something like this can't distract them. It's just not going to happen. So I'm very comfortable with where we are right now, and uh, and I don't think it's going to affect us negatively or positively. I thought we we don't need one more rally cry, and uh, and we don't need one more distraction. But as far as your knowledge, Ray has not popped for anything. There's been no testing, no. random testing, or anything that's happened no. whatsoever. No, I believe Ray. I mean, I, I really do, and and uh, and John believes Ray, and that's and the and the other players believe Ray. So, we'll just we'll just ride it out. Well, how how much of a fact do you think his retirement announcement has played into the run that your team has gone on? Um, you know, I, I I would try. I would rather not over make it too overblown because the players rally for Ray anyway. So if he hadn't said that he was going to retire, he would still be the center of the charge. He would still be their general. He is their general. Right. And so I, 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 don't, know how I, can, I don't know how I can slice that up and say the, there's extra additional. We've always said that Ray makes everybody around him 10% better. And how do you put a value on that? And if he was leading them to the Super Bowl, um, and he was still planning on coming back, I don't think it would be diminished. I don't think their focus on his leadership would be diminished at all. I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. Uh, this is one thirty-second your network, so I'm going to allow you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm so I could cut your pay by one thirty-second. Uh, by the way, that would be an outrage of, any, of anything. That's the first word that leaps to outrage. mind, Outrage. That's a good outrage. It, it's it, an outrage. You that, know, is a, that is a good I, word you, for that. Please, uh, you should slap the franchise tag on me. I would take <laughs> Hey, I would take the average of the highest paid people. I saw you profession. run the 40. Yes. I well, think you might be worthy of a franchise tag. You, Kicker's I, franchise tag. <laughs> I'll take that yeah, for sure, I too. would take that, yeah, wouldn't you? take that for sure. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to move up Ozzy's draft board. You're going to see okay. that in about three weeks' All time. Right, good. But for the moment, uh, I'm going to let you have the floor. And as a lot of uh, folks who are going to be voting on the Hall of Fame on Saturday. Oh, wow. They're going to be they're going to be making a big decision on Saturday. The guy you've got his you've got his name on your lapel right yeah. there. And Art Modell, why do you think he should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Steve? Um, you know, this is such a touchy subject, but uh, all I'm going to say, Rich, is, and I had said a while back that you can't write the history of the NFL without Art being all over it. And so I'm not going to go through the litany of his accomplishments, but I will, I'd rather attack it the other way and say there's a couple other guys that are in the Hall of Fame that have moved their teams. And so Cleveland was hurt just like the Colts were hurt, you know, that Baltimore was hurt um, when, when we lost the Colts. And it does sting, and there is resentment, and there's a, most of Baltimore won't forget, forgive Ursay, even though they have the Ravens. You would think we'd have put it to rest, but it doesn't seem to go away. It's part of the fabric of Baltimore and their chip on their shoulder. And I think Cleveland has a kind of a chip on their shoulder, too, and Art took their team away, and I understand that they'll never forgive them. But... The, the, the reporter's job is to, is to decide when they make that vote whether the good outweighs the bad. And Al Davis is in, and I think there's a, a guy named Dan Reeves who moved a team, mm -hmm. and he's in. So if the only criteria for n not bringing him in is because he moved the team, then there's precedence in this Hall of Fame of other owners that have moved the team and have gotten into the Hall of Fame. So you, it, it should be judged fairly, and if it's judged fairly, there's precedent. And, and I, I'd like to see Art get it. And 
And uh, do you think Ed Reed, if he wins, do you think he rides off into the sunset with Ray? You know, that's a great question. I only ask those. That, yeah, you, you, all great that's questions, right? Thank right? you. Thank right. you. Yeah. Um, it, I, I really, Ed, Ed can change with the wind, and he could literally walk away or he could play for five more years, and they'll be saying the same thing about Ed that they're saying about Ray now after 17 years. So um, I hope not. I hope we can work a deal to keep him. I certainly want him to finish in Baltimore. And uh, when the smoke clears, we'll sit down and, uh, and, and try and work a deal out with them. How do you view your role as an owner within ownership in the NFL? Do you with want, the other owners? Yeah, I mean, what, what, about... I think I got some of them to wear jeans at the NFL meetings. So that's good. <laughs> I saw yeah, I mean, this 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 would not fly. In the front, in, in the not NFL ten years offices. ago, no. In part, well, Park Avenue, no, no chance. Yeah, you wouldn't get. It's, but, but yeah, I mean, you can you can rock them however you I, see. I, I I actually walked into an NFL meeting um, a couple years ago and saw Bob Kraft and he had his nice dress shirt on and a sport coat mm-hmm. and jeans and I was like, Yo, Bob, <laughs> get it going <laughs> like this. So he felt compelled to come over and tell me that he was on a red eye all the way back from California uh-huh. and spilled something on his pants, and the only thing he had was jeans. I don't believe it. I think he was trying to either. imitate me. And uh, You're an influential owner, Steve. Well, I think, not, well I, I see, I'm going to end run them. My influence is going to come from the soft side. <laughs> not, I'll infiltrate the other way. Steve, it's great to have you on Thank here. Thank you. You're, you're a good friend. To, you're, 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 too, you're too much of a stranger on this network. you got to come back. The I best will. player in the history the of best. Troy football. The very best. Right here. Number one. OCU Manura. Number one. I say that every time, knowing that Demarcus Ware, I say it to him every time, and you're pointing to him, he's over there. He's right Demarcus there. Ware is actually right over there, <laughs> and he's going to be on NFL Network later on. And guess what I'm going to say to him? What? He's the best player in the history of Troy football. Hey, you're a politician, Rich. That's you are the way a politician. I, roll. I am not ashamed. <laughs> Of being fake. <laughs> what I need to be. Good to Nothing see you, OCM and you. You too, man. You good too, to Rich. You. What's up? You good? I am fine. All right, cool. I am fine. One year ago, I was talking to you as part of my Super Bowl special. Yes. Before you went ahead and did to the New England Patriots again what yes. you did to them the previous what time. What we always do. What you always do, <laughs> which is tick off an entire region called New England. Uh, yeah. What has it been like for you now to be in the Super Bowl city as just a, a spectator or here for, yeah. for MetLife? MetLife Stadium. That's what we're here promoting, you know. Obviously, the Super Bowl is there next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, MetLife Stadium is yes. going to be a, a great, great event. Nothing better than playing the Super Bowl in the elements and the cold weather of New Jersey. So we're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's been a, a, a unique experience coming out here and not being actually in the game. I usually try not to I – tr- I try to stay away if mm-hmm. I'm not playing. But, um, right. you know, MetLife wanted this promotion, and um, they want everybody to know about the game next year and know everybody and let everybody know that inclement weather is not a problem to play a Super Bowl in. And that's what I'm here for, and it's, it's been good. Well, I'm born in Brooklyn, raised in Staten Island. I am that's looking so forward to that Wu-Tang next Clan. year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Staten Island Streetwise Troubadours, as yeah. they're known. The Wu-Tang Clan from the North Shore of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so they, you know, obviously the Giants, um, not here, but the two yes. teams that are, you mm-hmm. played. Yes. You took down the Niners in mm-hmm. their house again, but mm-hmm. it was against Alex Smith. How do you yeah. think? Colin Kaepernick makes this a dis- a different team. But I'm discredit Alex Smith now. He's a, he's no, I know a good that. quarterback now. Exactly. But um, you know, obviously, I think um, Colin Kaepernick, what he presents with that, the little read option that they do and that little pistol offense, good quarterback. From a man in your position, how difficult does that make it? Well, it makes it very, very difficult. Obviously, because um, the read option, especially as a defensive end, he holds you in position. He's not you're not really able to explode and attack the quarterback the, the way you're accustomed to. So it's a different different offense to play. Very, very difficult to play against, and it presents a lot. Of problems and challenges for defenses. Yeah, how do you think Sizzle is going to handle that? This, this he's going to do his thing, man. Which Obviously, is what? 
He's going to ball. I, no, I, I know I he like balls, but, yeah. but, but as you know, Suggs, yes. you put – you, like you, mm-hmm. you go hunt. Yeah. You go find that ball. You knock it out. You go hunt. <laughs> uh-huh. it, this guy is that's some big. He's not going to be able to hunt. Right. He's not going to be able so, to hunt. But so it, it it becomes a different, more I guess a mm-hmm. a more thinking yes. scenario. Yes. And how? So what is his first order of business? Do you think going right. to be when you get out there? Well, he has to handle his responsibility, which is if they have him playing the quarterback, take the quarterback. If they have him playing the dive, take the dive. You can't be confused. And I think um, the Baltimore Ravens need to devise a, a extremely very a good uh, game plan to see who exactly who who's going to take who who's going to take the quarterback, who's going to take the dive, and those guys need to resp- handle their responsibilities accordingly. And what uh, what do the 49ers have uh, to deal with with the Ravens? And you, mm. you you had to take on Flacco oh, yeah. and that building. And and, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much when they got the ball rolling. Yeah, no unfortunately question. for you guys, yeah, I know. You, you were you we were, were the beginning. Spark. You were the beginning. <laughs> we're yeah. The beginning. What what are, what are the challenges of the 49ers defense? The Smiths, for instance, that they're going to have to deal with. Well, first of all, they have to deal with the offensive line. I think um, them putting in Brian McKinney has kind of shored up things over there for them. Mm-hmm. Or is a good tackle. And then that running game with Bernard Pierce and Ray Rice, they're going to pound the ball at you. And then Torrey Smith going with the vertical threat. Joe Flacco throws the best deep ball. I remember when we were playing against him, our coaches kept on stressing the fact that he throws the best deep ball in the NFL. Is that right? That's what you they would kept agree on, with that? I would agree with that. As far as the deep ball, the way he throws in it. The in the National Football, Football League. In the National Football League, Joe Flacco throws the best deep ball. And um, he, he definitely proved that against us. They have their hands cut out for him against San Francisco. But San Francisco has that defensive line, and they got those edge rushes that can really get after anybody. So... It's funny because I had Eli in this very seat right. yesterday. It seems like Flacco's dealing with the same stuff that people don't believe mm-hmm. when you hear, like, he's the best in the NFL at this deep right. ball. With right. Eli, mm-hmm. he was asked the same elite question, mm-hmm. right? Right. Do you think Flacco needs to win this game to be considered an elite quarterback in the National Football League? Well, not to me because, you know, I played against him and I saw what he was able to do. I went in not believing, and by the end of the game, I was a firm believer that he's an elite quarterback because he definitely completed some passes and did some things that I didn't think he was capable of. So people keep on underestimating him and he keeps on playing the way that he's playing right now he's going to be mentioned as one of the elite quarterbacks in football see you can be part of the paparazzi no look what we just did (laughs) you just broke down super bowl 47 (laughs) absolutely from a defensive minded point of view super bowl 48 metlife stadium next year there you go are you going to be in that game and if so with who i plan on i plan on being in the game Uh but i predict that it's going to be the new york giants versus the new york jets Super Bowl 48 at MetLife. You're, you're, you're crazy. Well, listen, listen. Uh, crazier things crazier have happened. Crazier things have happened. I understand. Nobody gave us a chance to beat the New England Patriots, didn't they? That's true. And we beat them. They were undefeated. And we you went in there and beat them. And you use that. You use that whole All like, the time. nobody <laughs> believes in us sort of thing. So well, uh, it's, if it's a Super Bowl, it's me yes. sitting here asking you what your contract situation is. Yes. Do you think you've played your last game with the New York Giants? I don't know. I mean, I, I've thought that for a number of years, honestly, and it, it never came to fruition. Um, obviously, I think, uh, you know, having played there 10 years, I would love to finish my career there. I still think I have some good football left, left in me um, a couple of years, and hopefully it would be with the New York Giants. But obviously, man, they have some decisions that they have to make. Um, I have some decisions I have to sit down and make with my agent. If it makes sense for both sides, I will be with the New York Giants. If not, then I'll take my talents elsewhere. Take it uh, to South to Beach? South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my talents to South Beach, but it might not be for football. <laughs> <laughs> for the Miami Heat. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, and and what, what do you think? Did did the Giants have a Super Bowl hangover? Do you think you had one nah, at all? I, I, if, if we would have had a Super Bowl hangover, it would have it would have take, taken place early in the year. But, but you guys, you guys year, always crush it first half of the year, yeah. and then and then you have to make it interesting or too interesting. In honestly, honestly, rich teams just beat us. They just beat us. I mean. I, 
it's easy to say, okay, we had a hangover, we were complacent, but that's not the case. Our practices were excellent. Mm -hmm. You know, people were energized. Coach Coughlin did an outstanding job getting us ready each and every week for the game, and then we just went out there, and teams, you know, they saw some weaknesses. They exploited it. You know, they neutralized our pass rush in certain situations. They ran the ball on us. You know, uh, offensively, we weren't able to move the ball like we wanted to. We weren't able to score points like we wanted to. They just did a, a very good job of playing against us, and that happens sometimes. OCM and you are here for MetLife. MetLife. Which is on the front of the building that he's been playing in Met for Life a few Stadium. years. And then they're going to be hosting Super Bowl 48 next Super Bowl 48. They also have the little snow globe that's going around the country, man. It's okay. like the biggest snow globe ever created. People are in there throwing the little snow around. It's, it's really awesome, what do you man. Mean, you got what a do you mean the biggest snow globe in the country? The biggest it? snow globe ever created. What do you created? put it on, like a, on, a, on, a, on a flatbed truck it's, or it's, it's huge. Yeah, they got they got it put it on a flatbed truck and take it across America right now so everybody can see. It's but awesome. Who can, but no one can shake it then. No, you can't shake it unless you're maybe like Shaq or somebody. But, you <laughs> well, know, this is his people town. inside. This is his town. Shaq's yeah, an yeah, LSU yeah. guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, there he is. Uh, part of the paparazzi for the moment. Yeah. OCU Manuro. Excited to have this man on the set, not only because he's uh, one of the top self-made men in this game, one of the best men in this game, but I need help getting some reservations in this town. Um, and I'm sure you can help me with that. Good to see you, Drew Brees. How are you? Thank you. I'm very well. How are you? I'll ask you the same question I asked uh, uh, the other Saint quarterback I've spoken to on the show, Archie Manning, who's sitting in that chair about an hour ago. What has it been like seeing this city with a Super Bowl in it? What's it been like for you? It's uh, it's been great. Um, you know, not not too crazy. Uh, in other words, uh, this this town knows how to handle an event like this. So a party sort like of a this. normalcy aspect. This this influx of about a million more people it's into the city it. is it's very normal. It's you like know? you we, cannot say this is just like the way it is every day around. Well, maybe not every day, but right. but listen, you've got Mardi Gras every year right. for about a two or three week period. Mm -hmm. I mean, they let kids out of school for Mardi Gras. It's like <laughs> spring break down here, right? You've got Jazz Fest, which is over a two-week period. Right. You've got a PGA golf tournament. You've got a Final Four. You've got... That's you almost know, a quarter of the calendar year uh, right there. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Getting about so half just, a season. Let's just throw in a Super Bowl and, and, and you know, call it a day. Yeah, and, and every Saints Sunday or Thursday or Monday, exactly. it's like this, too. Yeah, a lot of primetime games. A lot of people come in town for that. Listen, this city knows how to entertain. You yes, know, that's what we do. Obviously, tourism is a huge part of the industry. Um, but... Uh, I'd say it's just it's an attitude too. It's 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 a hospitality. Um, people, the people of New Orleans want people to come into this town and and enjoy themselves. You know, so they want to treat you well. They they want you to enjoy the live music. They want you to enjoy the restaurants. They want you to enjoy really the culture and the charm of the city. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they want you to come back. And the and the same the same goes for Roger Goodell. Uh, you know what? Yes, the same does go for <laughs> yes, Roger Yes, it Goodell. does. Yeah, it does. Okay. We, we, we host good. everybody. We're going to treat everybody well. Um, and in return, we hope that you would, uh, you know, leave this city better than you found it. <laughs> And 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 the NFL most certainly will obviously with the with the Super Bowl coming in here yeah. and you feel it the the red carpet is rolled out by everybody I mean absolutely yeah. everybody bends over backwards to make sure that you're having a great time here food's incredible although being from the Northeast I never would have thought that they you mix this stuff together all of these different types of meats and foods and whatever and just throw it in a pot and you mean oysters and grits oh, and all this like, yeah. it, it just seems like okay let's just take five things you never thought would be in a pot together and just throw it in there and, and just call it gumbo and call, call it yeah and then and serve it right, it's, it's right. just great it's just been great what do you think about this game I'm gonna uh, from the quarterback position I asked this also of the previous folks who have been sitting in your chair yeah a lot of people say Flacco's the drop back guy and that's the throwback now in the NFL due to 
how Kaepernick played this position. Cam, RG3, Russell Wilson. Yeah. What do you think about the way this position that you play yeah. is headed towards in the NFL right now? Uh, you know, it's interesting to see just the difference in certain offenses. Um, you'd say there's offenses that are certainly very traditional. It's the drop back passer. It's, you know, we're going to stand in the pocket and, and we're going to beat you throwing the ball down the field or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, now, all of a sudden, you see this evolution where it's this read option. It's uh, we're going to get outside the pocket. We're going to keep the quarterback on the move. Um, he's going to make plays down the field, throwing the ball and running the football. I, I, the thing I've been so impressed with with guys like Russell Wilson, RG3, Colin Kaepernick is you see him routinely get outside the pocket and make a 30-yard run just as much as you do a 30-yard throw. Um, the fact is the result is the same, you know, and, and, and it hurts you and it's a big threat to a defense. So um, you see the success these guys have had. It makes you feel like, um, you know, teams are, will continue to do this as long as you have the guys that can do it. And um, it seems like there are more and more of those guys coming out. And it seems like that NFL teams are going further back uh, to different levels of football college level to bring something new to the game is Sean Payton going to bring something from grade school from what he, <laughs> from his experience in the past maybe, maybe I should bring out some uh, high school film and, and show Sean me running the counter option the be, belly option yes. that kind of thing well I mean you, although you, I pitched it a majority of the time because the running back ran a four five I think I ran like a five two so we'd much rather have him running it well than I me, mean but. and you're faster now you're faster now at the at this age. when when people are chasing me <laughs> It's game speed. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's uh, survival of the fittest right, <laughs> right there. Right. With, with Sean Payton, can you point to, again, nobody makes excuses in the NFL, and I understand that, but can you point to any moment in the season that stands out as, you know what, it might have been different if Sean was the guy in my ear or he was the guy talking to us throughout the week? N never how, how it would have been different, but more so, um, boy, I'd love to get his, his input or his take on something, you know, at this moment. Mm -hmm. um, which is very routine, you know, throughout the course of a season, always um, constant communication throughout the week, whether it's game planning for an opponent or just just talking football, talking philosophy, um, whatever it might be. You know, Sean has has had a lot of mentors in his life, and I always enjoy getting the perspective that he got from those people. You know, I've heard plenty of Bill Parcells stories from Sean, for example, and um, and then just Sean and I being able to reference our experience together over the last seven years. Um, so it's tough, tough not having Sean, the person as well as the the coach to to be able to talk to. Now I know he's just been back in. Have you? And I know just yesterday you said you hadn't spoken yeah. to him yet, right? Uh, yeah, I, I still haven't seen him uh, in person yet. But okay. uh, you know we've talked uh, on a few occasions. Do you and, think he's going to be a different guy, like a different person, different human know, being, just coming back after the last experience of the last year? Do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about to that extreme. Right. But uh, certainly coming back off of you know what's happened this last year. He's going to be intense. Well, I, I, <laughs> and extremely I, I, motivated. I mean, here's the thing. Sean, Sean always has a, a way about him, a presence, a, you know, a bit of a swagger, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, an attitude. But, um, but I would say there's probably this, this wealth of, um, I don't know, perspective from, from the last year that um, he's probably gained. And I know he probably has notebooks full of, chicken scratch that he's kind of made throughout the the season as he's kind of seen and observed and I'm really anxious to to get that perspective and hear some of those things 
because in the end, it's going to make us a better football team. It's going to make me a better player. I can't wait to see you in the pistol. That'll be great. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. You know, those are part of the chicken scratch notes right there. Let's hit Tide. Let's, let's hit it. Because yeah. we've seen you in the, in the commercials. We've seen you talking about it. Yeah. Uh, save it or wash it in Tide. The hashtag stain savers or yeah. Facebook.com slash Tide. What? What is this all well, about? Here, right here? I'll ask you this question. Okay. Right, we, we made you this special towel with Rich. My, that, my, name, my name and dirt. That's with a little Louisiana Bayou mud on there. Okay. So let's just say uh, you just won the Super Bowl, and this was the towel that you wore. You were the starting yes. quarterback. Yes. Would you save it, or yes. would you wash it in Tide? Well, I because it's got some sentimental value now, right? I'm I'm a pack rat, though. Yeah. Seriously, like I'm I, I'm like. They, so you're you a might, sentimental guy. You you you'd pack it away, wouldn't wash it. They would just, might they might do like a, a reality show based on all the crap that I've been saving. <laughs> pretty much, I'm, I'm a candidate for that sort of I stuff. I got you. Yeah. I don't know if that plays into no, no, wanting no, no, to wash no, it. No, I mean that's the debate right now because okay. everybody has a little bit of you know, sentimental value. Like for yes. example, I've got some jerseys that I've never washed. I have a little jersey from my son Balin when he did a Pampers commercial a couple years ago in the Superdome before right. we made our playoff run. You can't run. wash that, right? No, you right. can't wash that. Right. So my wife and I, you know, that, that's sentimental value forever. Right. So they've got, they've, Ty's got a commercial in the fourth quarter of this game based upon this, you know, stain saver, save it or wash it in Tide philosophy. So everybody's debating this on Facebook right now. I just wanted to get your take. Okay, yeah, well, that's my take is I, I, would, I would save <laughs> this stuff. Although uh, I am, you know, wearing white in this tie. Beyonce's coming up soon. I'm, I haven't eaten a thing all day for fear that I'm going to get something on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right, exactly. So if you've right. got any product well, that could you, help you know, with that. You know what? I, I actually do. What do you got in the bag? Oh. <laughs> There it goes. I mean, tied with a little Febreze sport. So not only is this going to get the stain out, but you're going to be smelling okay. fresh. Well, this is this is great. I, I mean, I, I, just, I was just thinking like it's of a little spot. Yeah, you know, not like a whole full should of take, bag of this laundry. This should take care of uh, Everything. the whole ensemble okay. about 90 times over. You got anything else? <laughs> Are you done? You got, that's it. That's, all, right. that's all you're going to need. Santa Breeze is water. done with his Febreze. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm not going to wash this. I'm never washing that. Come on. Drew Breeze just gave me a towel with my name written in schmutz. I'm not going to do anything. Good to see you, Drew. Good to see rich, you, man. Always. Best to your yep. family as well. Well, this completes the triplets on, uh, on our Super Bowl uh, coverage live from the media center. We had Emmett and Michael sitting in these two chairs. Just yesterday, and now I'm honored to be with the Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, Troy Aikman. How are you, Troy? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Rich. I, I am doing uh, better for having you here right now. Uh, you called the <laughs> NFC Championship game with Joseph, our good our good friend Joe Buck, uh, when the Falcons uh, had that thing, 17 nothing. Yeah. And here came Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers shut him out defensively in the second half. What do you think about? this 49er team that makes them championship quality well they're they're really talented at so many positions you know I mean for a long time they were they were drafting very high they made the most of those picks and a lot of first rounders along that offensive line and really talented in a lot of other areas and and they're very well coached you know Vic Fangio defensively talk about shutting down the Falcons there in the second half he, he's been exceptional uh, that defense has been great uh, and then offensively of course they they run the ball and Colin Kaepernick has done an, an exceptional job and uh, it's been a fun team to watch. I really think for the last couple of years from what I've seen mm -hmm. they've been the most complete team. They're built a lot like the teams that I was a part of in Dallas. Well there were a couple of uh, special teams miscues away from making this back to back Super Bowl appearances and who knows what they would have done yeah. against the, the Patriots last year with Kaepernick though. I mean you were at, I'm sure I had a chance to interview him before that NFC championship game look him in the eye. This is his 10th career start. Yeah. What is it. What is it within this young man. 
that allows him to play beyond his years and in the biggest moments possible. Yeah, pretty mature guy. You know, he doesn't get too rattled and visited with him before he went into his first start uh, in the postseason. He was very calm then, uh, and he was a bit of the unknown. You know, I mean, the, you talk about how good the 49ers have been in so many other areas that you say, okay, well, how is Colin Kaepernick going to handle the postseason pressure? And he comes out in his first start, throws the interception, gets returned for a touchdown, and then he goes on and has an unbelievable game, a historic game running the ball. And then, of course, last week, I, these guys, whether it's him in his second year or some of these rookie quarterbacks this year, uh, the, these guys are just wired a little differently these days, and they fully expect to come out and play great. He has. Uh, he's been a great addition to that club. You no, know, you saw in that divisional playoff game, the Packers made the mistake of turning their backs to him defensively and then continue to do that for the entire right. game. Right. And then Atlanta decided we're going to make sure that he gives this ball to Frank Gore and then couldn't stop him. Right. So what are the Ravens? going to do what should their approach be do you think on Super Sunday yeah I think the you know I've been asked if I think Colin Kaepernick will, will run the ball you know with a, with much success uh, in this game and you know I, I don't see that happening and, and I don't because I think the Ravens they're they're veteran guys I think they'll have some schemes that that keep Kaepernick from running the ball you know with the designed runs uh, not to say that the 49ers won't have success you know, with Frank Gore. But, you know, I thought going into the game, the NFC Championship game, that the Falcons, you know, they had to make Kaepernick beat them from within the pocket. And they did make him do that, and he did that. You know, I mean, he threw the ball exceptionally well, completed a lot of passes, and made some key throws when he had to make them. Uh, and that, that will be important. If he plays the way he has played, they're going to be a hard team to stop because they can beat you a lot of different ways. OCU Manura sitting in that chair uh, about an hour ago said that Joe Flacco threw the best deep ball in the entire National Football League. <laughs> what do you think about that? OCU Manura told you that? OCU Manura told me that. He said that he thought <laughs> he thought that he threw the best deep ball in the NFL. No, that's, what are, what that's are, what are analysis right there. What are you laughing about? Well, he's right got there? his hand in the ground. He rushing the passer. I mean, why is he looking at the deep ball? Well, I guess, I guess he saw it on film and then was impressed when I guess he couldn't tackle him and then turned around and watched it happen, I guess. No, I, but, hey, I think. I think he throws a great deep ball, and and I've been impressed with with Joe Flacco for a long time. I mean, he came into the league as a rookie, a lot like these guys we're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, this year, and played well. Took his team into the postseason. He's won games on the road. Uh, it, that was a hard situation for any quarterback to go into because it was a team that the, the identity was their defense, and and Ray Lewis, a bigger than life character on that team, that the quarterback was going to be overshadowed. Certainly, the offense this year they've had to rely more on the offense. Joe Flacco, he's done a lot of the same things he's been doing throughout his career, but now that he's made it to the Super Bowl and they've won, you know, these big postseason games, he's getting more attention than he has. He's not just a bus driver. I mean, he's a lot more than that. And uh, I've, I've been proud of his career up to this point, and I'm glad to see a guy like him getting some of the credit that he deserves. One more football question before we talk Ticketmaster and then uh, send you out into New Orleans. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, about these guys. Uh, what is Jerry doing? And by that, I mean this. Uh, removes the defensive coordinator, gets Monty Kiffin. Takes the play-calling duties away, essentially, from Jason Garrett, as we're saying. Uh, new uh, a special teams guy, uh, new defensive line coach, and they're all former Gruden assistants. And everybody's wondering what is going on with Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett, and could this be the end? And maybe he looks towards the Monday Night Football booth for another head coach. Is that, is that 
way out of the universe, or what do you think? Well, I, you know, to answer your first question as to what is Jerry Jones doing, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, this was a team that made it to the last game of the season with a chance to win their division the last two years, and they failed to win those games, of course, but they haven't been that far off. And they've essentially blown up the staff. Uh, you know, whether or not that turns into a positive thing or not, I don't know, but I don't think the problems in the past have been their staff. I think it's, they haven't been healthy. And they need to get in, bring in a few more key players. But I, I don't think there's a correlation there between, you know, these coaches that are coming in and them having a connection to John Gruden that that then means that if things don't work out, John Gruden is the next logical head coach. I, I, I don't think that's why these guys were brought in. I, I, I believe that whether it's Monty Kiffin or, you know, Rod Marinelli or the others that are in that have associations with John Gruden and were on that staff, I, I think that they're here because they're good football coaches, and mm -hmm. they felt that those were the best guys to bring in. I, I do believe that at some point in time, John Gruden will get back into coaching. I think he's too good at it. Uh, he's too competitive, and I think he'll be exceptional when that time comes. Maybe it's Dallas, but I don't think it has anything to do with what's happened this offseason. Okay. Well, you know, we like connecting dots. I, hey, so, that's so what we when we've got 140 <laughs> hours of live television coverage to fill. I get it, yeah. Here, uh, Ticketmaster, you're here with the ticket exchange by Ticketmaster. What's that all about? Well, we've heard stories this week about people who have spent a lot of money only to get counterfeit tickets. So I, I've been talking about this for about a month now, going into the postseason, a big game, you know, a lot of people wanting to go, high demand, they're spending a lot of dollars to go. On the secondary market, the only way you can be assured that you're getting an authentic ticket is through the NFL-supported NFL Ticket Exchange. The NFL partnered with Ticketmaster. And so people that are still interested in getting a ticket, making sure that their hard-earned money is spent on the real ticket, uh, go to NFL.com slash Ticket Exchange. Excellent. You're going to be calling the, uh, the cold weather Super Bowl next year. Yeah. Question is, does Joe Buck close the window? Does <laughs> no. he close the window? We never close the window. No, we did. So we did. Joe, how does this Joe? What does Joe do? Does he go? Does he go layer? What does he do? I know he. he I usually don't know. Goes, I'll let he you goes, ask him. No, he goes turtleneck. We know Joe. Joe hey, goes turtleneck when he gets cold. Let me just. Tell, I'm not worried about Joe. I'm just worried about me staying warm. Really? Right? Yeah. Essentially. I mean, do you worry about Michael Irvin? And you know, if he's layered up when oh, he comes I'm, out on the. I, I, I huh? care like that. Yeah, I care like that. <laughs> That's me. I care like that. But I care about Joe. Yeah. You know, I care about Joe because I know. You know. I mean, he he goes turtleneck. He sometimes goes mock neck. But he'll, he'll mountain keep, neck, mountain neck. Yeah, he'll, he'll, <laughs> but he, he'll keep the, he'll keep the window open. Oh yeah, window stays open. Okay. Yeah. Nah, that's something I didn't know. That's Troy Aikman again. He's here with Ticket Exchange by Ticketmaster. Good to see you. He's not the first number eighteen in that family. I'm sitting with the original number eighteen of the uh, Manning household, the patriarch himself, the man of this town, uh, who could run for mayor so should should he ever so choose. Good to see you. Archie Thank you, sir. Manning. Glad to have you in New Orleans. Oh, please Rich. tell me about it. This has been incredible. People here have they, they they would throw out their backs to roll out a red carpet. No question about it's it. It's been too long since we've had the Super Bowl. What's uh, it been like to actually see it come back? It's it's been great. The excitement in the, in the city and well, just to see the city come back. Um, we've got great leadership here now. You know our mayor. We've yep. got a great governor. Um, our hotels, the convention facilities. More. We got more good restaurants. We always had great. We got more good restaurants we've ever had in New Orleans, but. The one thing has been constant has been the spirit of the people here. But this Super Bowl is, is, a, is a big part of us. You know, we were used to being on that rotation and to go 11 years without it and at some point not even know if we were going to have a, a Superdome or we're going to have a Saints here, we're going to have anything, but to be back, have that and have the game come back here. 
everybody's been anticipating it, and it uh, looks like we're going to have great weather. And I know uh, New Orleans is going to do a good job this weekend. And they've been great. I mean, it's, it really is, and I'm not just saying that because of, you know, we're on television and you're here too. It, it's been phenomenal, and we still have uh, half a week to go until kickoff of this game. Uh, your lovely wife was sitting in that very chair yesterday, and she, uh, she dropped some knowledge that you called Jack Harbaugh. You called the dad in that family that's at center stage that family that's going to have to watch two sons go at it on a field. Why did you call? Why don't you pick up the actually, phone and call um, Jack Harbaugh? Actually, we called last year. Livy and I called. Um, before that Thanksgiving game? Before their game. Uh-huh. Just because, you know, we'd been through that twice with sons playing the quarterback position. Now he's got two sons. You know, Livy and I, and you know Livy well, but sometimes we still kind of, we've been married 42 years. We kind of look at each other and go, What's going on here? I mean, we didn't. This wasn't a plan. All this, you know. So we we just kind of related what what they were about to go through, and had a great conversation. They're dear, sweet people. So after the championship games, uh, I called Coach Harbaugh again, and we talked. I was just really congratulating him and telling him we wanted to see him when they get here to New Orleans and so forth. But we talked about it, and it, it, they're having fun, and they should be so proud, and they are. But you know. When that game's over uh, Sunday night, he, he's not going to – they can't have the elation that all the other winning parents are going to have because they got, they're going to have a, a, a son that lost that game too. And we've been on that side of it. And well, how do you fun. console? How do you console? What do well, you do you at just, that point? Well, you just – I mean, they're, both those – John and Jim are great guys, and they, they've been down the road. They, but, I mean, they want to win this game. But it's their, it's their first one. You know what you worry about, I think. You know, I – I'm not. I'm just talking as a parent. I didn't even get close to Super Bowl. You know that. But right. I think what you worry about is so many people. They say it. You, you worry you'll never get back. You know, Dan Marino is one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever strapped it on. He got his second year. As great as he was, I mean, he probably thought I'm gonna play in six of these. Mm-hmm. He never got back. That's that's not fair. Almost. So um, it's just. Lose, I, I never had enough empathy for the people who lost the Super Bowl until the Colts lost that game. I never thought enough about the quarterback, the head coach, the players, the parents when you lose one. It's, it's not fun. Well, I'm, and I'm sure you were harboring hopes that you'd see one of your sons playing in this game. Well, and I, didn't, I don't want to be greedy. No, no. <laughs> no, but that's what sports <laughs> is all about is greed. And, no, and, we, and we know Eli never made the tournament. Uh, but Peyton did. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, how do you think the season? Well, ended? I was a little. You know, we were. We felt so fortunate. Peyton was playing again, and he, he made a great choice. It broke his heart to leave Indianapolis, but he made a great choice in Denver, and no idea that they could, you know, that he could have the type of year he had, and they could have the type of year they had there, um, winning eleven in a row, and. Um, you know, it's a disappointing loss in the playoff, but that's that's playoff football, and, and football takes funny turns, as we all know. So I think once you, you try to get over that loss and reflect on what a great year it was, and there's no reason to believe, although I know their division, they got new coaching, and it's going to be tougher, but there's no reason to believe they're not going to have another good football team next year. And Peyton, uh, they're very excited about being in Denver and prospects for next year. But it's so all in all, when you kind of get over that tough loss, it, it was a great year. And with Peyton, I know we have, he's in town. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to interview him, so I'll ask you this question. How did he view this season? Did he view this as success? I think now, yeah, I think now, you know, he's getting over the loss. You know that he went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, that's good therapy for him. He, he loves the Pro Bowl. <laughs> well, he, I know. He's the, mayor, he's the mayor of that Pro he Bowl. He loves the Pro Bowl. And I think, I, you know, he, he's, he's staying with us this week. The twins are here. We're glad. We, you know, I've got my family together. I, you know how hard it is to get my family together? So I'm, I'm grateful for the Super Bowl being here. 
But I, I think he is looking back on it and say, hey, you know, a year ago I couldn't throw a football but about 15 or 20 yards, and uh, I just completed a, an NFL season, and we won some football games, and we got a, we got a good team. We're going we're gonna to gear up. And so I think he feels pretty good about it. Well, the good news is if this football thing doesn't work out for him, he's got the Pompa John's franchises to fall back on, Archie. Yeah, right? I'm really – you know, that's another – this commitment he's made to, to Denver. He and Ashley have bought a home there. They're going to live in Denver and, and the Twins. And right. and um, Papa John's, uh, you know, they're a big part of this game, too, with the coin toss. Sure, yeah. So now, are you heads or, you heads or tails? Now, I, I, I am a tails never you know? fails guy, Archie. I'm heads. Uh, are you really? I, I'm heads. I, you know, I got to be a captain most of my right. years, and I, I don't know why. I just uh, You always call heads out there? Yeah. I, I'm, I can't say I was that successful though we didn't we didn't win we didn't win many games we didn't win many <laughs> did you win many we coin tosses off. at we least kicked off a you had 50 50 with we, that yeah, well that's what everybody's got sunday poppyjohns.com is 50 50 now yeah. what do you have so this people there's something on just the line click on, just click on heads or tails and if you get it right you win a free pizza so papa john he's in town you know and he's he's going uh, once again is going to give away a bunch of pizzas he, i don't know how some. many free pizzas has this man given well he's going to give away a million this year and then peyton got it up to two million right and He's going to give away millions Sunday, I can tell you that. And I think he's giving one a few away. Is that true? On our NFL experience set, Mooch. What? Feed, Mooch, feed. I'm hoping he gives a million away today right now. Well, for the first time uh, since I've been broadcasting with you, Deion Sanders, you are, you are no longer the most uh, talented and beautiful person on the set. Yes, that, that was a wardrobe change. An effective wardrobe change. Thank you very much. Well, it's good to see you, Beyonce. Nice to be here. Uh, for those who uh, did not see Beyonce's stellar performance and opening to uh, the press conference that took place earlier today, uh, give a watch and, of course, a listen. Or the land of the free and the Yeah. Hold on, wait for it. Thank you guys so much. Hold on, wait for it. Any questions? <laughs> yeah. Any questions? Get, see, get, see get if this was the off. NFL, you would have been flagged for excessive celebrating. Because, really? Because that was like, <laughs> I try to tell y'all, don't never question me. That's what that I was. I think y'all should be able to do the victory dance. Yeah, that's yeah, my that, favorite that's, part. That, that's it. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, that was spiking it in the end zone right there. Uh, what, what was your thought process behind starting your press conference in that manner, Beyonce. I figured that it was the best way to address it and move on. I, I, I love my job. I love my country. I love, I, I love that I'm able to do what I, what, what I was born to do. So I'm, I'm proud. B, what makes you happy? Right now, my family, you know, um, my husband is incredible. He's so supportive. And my daughter. If they daughter, don't know Jay-Z. Yeah. Yes, my daughter is I mean, when I, I, I wake up in the morning, the best thing in the world is seeing her face. And she's starting to talk. And it's just such a beautiful time in, in, in my life to, to have a child and to every day see something new and see her learn something new. How are you adjusting to motherhood? I'm sorry. Mother I love it. It's, it's so much 
it, it's so much more fulfilling than anything else in the world. And your mom is here today, My correct? My mom is there, She's yes. off there? Okay, yes. very good. <laughs> then we definitely have to be on our best behavior. Uh, you, you sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl yeah. in your hometown of Houston. I did. Now, you, now, you're, now you're upgrading to the, to the main act now in that I'm respect for the, the for, that, for the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, what are your thoughts as you're getting ready for that grandest stage that the NFL certainly can offer an entertainer? I just think about... You know, this is the highlight of, of a career, and um, hopefully I'll continue to grow and, and do other things, but I just can't imagine how I'm going to feel when I'm really there and it's live and it's all of those people in the Superdome. Do you get nervous? Absolutely, I get nervous. What, what, what is that feeling? Like, I mean, nervous. It's the same nervous you feel, I'm sure. Oh, he sure. doesn't get nervous. Uh, oh, doesn't you get nervous. don't, right? No, no, Must no. be the money. That's what I feel. It was a hit. <laughs> I tried to tell him it was a hit. <laughs> so how many wardrobe changes should we expect? Um, I don't know. What song? How many songs should we expect? We have to keep certain things a mystery. It's entertainment. They have to be excited. Right. You've got to keep that stuff on the down low. Yes. <laughs> For sure. I mean, you can't, we can't, you can't reveal anything in the set list, although there are. Can you just at least uh, let us know, will there be other performers with you who will be singing with you, Maybe. not just performing behind you? It's my way of trying to I say. I know what it, you're doing. Where, right. what, what am I doing? I can't right now? tell you any answers to that. Okay. Is there any former halftime entertainer that you said, dang, hmm. I, one day I got to do that? There are many. But when I decided to do this, when I was asked to do it, I went back and researched every performance I could find on the internet. So I've seen all of them over and over again. And my favorite probably was Prince. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I, I loved Madonna's. I, I studied Michael's. It, all of my heroes, they were all great. But it's just, it's an energy and having that connection with that many people that are all here to just have a good time and to celebrate life and all of our abilities, the athletes, I, I just can't believe how hard they work. What did you learn from any of those other performances? I mean, what do, what do you glean from that research? The best thing is having fun and engaging the audience. And I just want to keep it loose, and I don't want to perform by myself. I want everybody involved with the performance. Oh, so that means there will be some people that will I'm come I'm talking out. about the audience. The audience. <laughs> she's also ta she's talking, about, she's talking about all the single ladies. Yeah, yes, all the single I am. Yeah, yeah, that's what she's saying. You know, which is, by the way, the first song my four-year-old ever learned how to dance to. Are you serious? Yeah, my, my son, Xander and Cooper, uh, sing a uh, dance to your music. That is so You already got him. You already got him. You got him in your hip pocket, basically. I know. There's a lot of children now. Right. The, the song was on the Chipmunk series, and mm -hmm. all of the kids are like, oh, that's the Chipmunk song, which yeah. is so interesting. My daughter actually does this and sings, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. so, well, sure, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the only other two uh, female performers individually to do this Madonna last year and Diana Ross. Yeah, the oh, other. she came in the helicopter. She yes, she did. Down, yes. yeah. Which you obviously can't do in, in the Superdome. Is yeah. there anything else that you could, anything else you could tell us about this just performance? A just, just a, a little tease. something. Just I a mean, little something. Between song. us and everyone else watching. I'll be singing live. Yeah. <laughs> and dance, any new dance and moves. Dancing. Any new <laughs> dance moves. Any yes, we have new choreography. How long have you prepared for this? For months. Um, it, the hardest thing was figuring out what I was going to perform. I have so many songs and so you many You have so things. many hits. Thank you very much. That's a great much. problem to have. Thank you. 
it, it was difficult because I want to give all the fans all of the songs they love, but it's, it's only 12 minutes. So that after I figured that out, um, the choreography, it's been a few months of tweaking and perfecting because it's, it's, I have lots of dancers. I have my live band, mm -hmm. and it's a lot of staging to work out. What is a football Sunday like in your household with Jay-Z and you and well, watching around the TV at all? Or? Usually we, we have all of our friends and we mm. have our, our drinks and you know sometimes the, the women and the men end up separated right. like wrong? everybody yeah. the men get loud <laughs> yes i know jay gets loud watching games <laughs> well, we get excited but you know the exciting part for me is the halftime show and i'm happy to be the entertainer that's great for, what for position would you play if you played football oh god i don't know quarterback probably Maybe a quarterback. Maybe a quarterback. I guess. I, when I got there, I, 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 the first thing I did was ran. I just don't know how you guys, how, how they do it. It seems like it would be the most tiring thing in the world, but that's what they do. So. Well, the first thing is they don't wear heels like yours. <laughs> right. That's number one. You, you, I don't believe you, you've ever had that sort of No, I, I wore some gold shoes before. Yes, you do. Not, not like that. <laughs> Souls are too bad for that. So where does Dion rank? In the world be honest, of music recording be artists, in, this in is music? big. Uh, yes, hold on, this musical. is big, big. This Take is a, your time. This is big this is for big all for of me. us here. This at is NFL big for me. Where does he rank? Because it was a hit, big. Yeah, let me just tell you. If it was auto tune back then, yeah, you would have been money. That's what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. baby. Oh, we're not going to hear the end <laughs> of this. <laughs> we are not. Only hear thing the could be better than that if she if she knew the dance. That, that, and I know she knows it. She don't want to give it away, but she knows the dance, the touchdown dance, right? You know my touch. You, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, uh -huh. she does. Yeah. yeah, she does. I don't know about don't that. Don't you question Beyonce. You should quit, you should quit while you're, while you're high-stepping right now. Uh, Beyonce, thanks for coming on. Thank we really you. appreciate it. Beyonce this. sung the lyrics of Must Be The Money. I'm gone. I should do. That's Can a, you that's do a the walk dance? Off. That's a walk-off. Can you off. do the dance? Will you help me? The just touch one foot. Just one foot. Okay, but you one got Okay, foot. do it first. Okay, just right there. That's right there. Can you okay. give me one? Uh -huh. Give me one. Okay. Let's go. Ready? One. Let me hold two. the mic. Let me hold okay. Here you go. Yeah. Look left out. Foot. Foot. Left foot. Mm -hmm. One. The ripple? Yeah. One, two, three. Hey. There you go. I don't know the rest. That's okay. You're good with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Notice I didn't budge. Uh, there was there was there was no there was there there was a no win situation for me. I like to turn in my resignation. Good to see you guys. <laughs> I quit. Uh, together. Look at you two. Beyonce sung my song and did my dance. I quit. Rock and roll. Good to see you, Beyonce. Nice Good to luck see you to you guys. at halftime. <laughs> and you. we will see you at halftime of the Pepsi Super Bowl 47 halftime show live right now here on NFL Network. I'm sitting next to the most decorated man in this room, an 18-time gold medalist, 22-time medalist uh, of uh, the United States uh, swim team. Good to see big-time Raven fan. Huge. Michael Massive. Phelps. Ma so big, big time is understating yes. your Raven yes. fandom. Yeah. Uh, it's probably, I mean, it's the really, really, really only team I follow from start to finish. That's, um, that's it? Yeah. It's, uh, this is the, the weekend I've been pumped for all year, especially you, since we played well in the playoffs and got here. You must be so fired up then. I am. I see the Ravens in the bowl right now. So break it down for me, Michael Phelps. What do the Ravens need to do? to stop Colin Kaepernick and win this football game on Sunday? Uh, I mean, obviously our defense is always super consistent and we always play very strong, hard-hitting. Um, I think offensively, if we have the deep ball and Ray Rice gets 20 carries, I think we win. I don't think there's any question. That, no question, but you have to stop Kaepernick, though. I, mean, uh, I think we will. I think there's going to be probably a couple hits in the first quarter that maybe, I guess... 
wake him up a little wake bit. Wake him up a wake little bit. Wake him up a little and, uh, and him, then it's, it's, see what happens or, from there. Or as Ray would say, what time is it? <laughs> It'll be one of those hits that let him, yes. lets him know what time it oh, is. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, that's the thing about our defense. I, I just love the, the intensity and the speed and the power that we have. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure if somebody can get a, a lick in early that... I may send him a little message and uh, may shake him up a little. Your relationship with Ray Lewis, what what is it? Uh, it's time. It's it's one of the most amazing relationships I've had. Uh, you know, being able to have him a part of my life and then also help me through the last four years of my career has been absolutely incredible. How's he helped you through your career? Um, you know, really the last four years he helped me come back. You know, the, I guess the the words that he had and, and the passion that he has. Um, really, I guess, made me open my eyes a little bit and think about other things outside of the box. And, and um, you know, without him, I, I probably wouldn't have been here for, for another four more years. Is that, so you were, because uh, I know um, you were thinking of retiring yeah. and then essentially did, maybe not, you were up in the well, air, so right? Yeah, and so Ray, Ray Lewis, he, did he pick up the phone or did you meet? I mean, what was that about? I mean, we had a, a great relationship, you know, really through, since he's kind of been in Baltimore, so uh, we just were able to get closer and, and, and just sort of spending time with him and, and really getting to know him. Uh, he just kind of literally just made me think about everything and, and really it was kind of like a what if. You know, I never want to have a what if and that's one thing that I always said and he just made me think about everything and all the what ifs. So it was, uh, it was kind of interesting but it was uh, pretty incredible and everything that we talk about, um, him and I are the only two that ever know and will ever know what that was. So then do you think some people think, I don't, I think he's got a television contract sitting out there waiting for him once he's finished. Some people think the way he's been playing in the past few weeks, that he's got a what if still in his head. What do you think? I mean, for sure. He, he wants to leave it all on the field. And, and, you know, I know how bad he wants to, you know, he, he wanted to be able to have the chance to get back here to have one more shot at, at, at winning a ring. And, and uh, he's done it, you know, even with all the injuries. And, and, you know, he's been able to come back and come back strong. And, and uh, we're playing well right now. And I, mean, I just think it's destiny. Well, you're part of the Visa Make It Epic campaign. You know something about making it epic. What, what can you tell us about this uh, Make It Epic campaign? I mean, I think, that, you know, like the, the cool thing about, I guess, this day and age is, is social networking. You know, being able to, to sort of share everything thing with your friends and, and people all over the world and, and um, you know I think every every time you have the chance to share a moment that's epic um, you know for me this is an epic moment being able to come to the Super Bowl with the Ravens and my family coming in um, so we're going to make it epic as much as we can and, and uh, um, you can go online and, and, and hashtag make it epic mm-hmm. and, and uh, send it at Visa and you have a chance of winning a gift card so yeah, you know it's just uh, it's kind of cool just to be able to, to have all the fans out there trying to make the most epic moment that you can think of. I thought you were referring to being on NFL Network chatting with me. I mean, that, that, that's, ep- that would that be this a, is epic. It would be a good one or could be a good one, but I, I don't know. It's semi-epic? Semi. A quarter epic? <laughs> approaching epic? I'll take any of those. I'll take any of those. And are you done? Are you I'm done? done yeah. You're done. I'm done. There's no more what ifs. No. I've done everything I wanted to. That's it. There's no need for me to come back. And here is the commissioner of the National Football League joining us live here on NFL Network. It's been good times in New Orleans. Good times. It has. Everybody's been. Everyone's been great, and you know the people here are great. And this is um, 
This is a great place for us to have a Super Bowl. People know how to party here and put they on great do. events. They do. But no, you haven't gotten one person who's cracked wise with you. Nobody has gone up to you and Rich, asked I you. I hate to tell you this. I don't think there's any place I've gone where I haven't got at least one crack. <laughs> you got one crack wise, exactly. But no, nobody here from no Saints fans have approached you and asked you direct questions about your thought process oh, sure. or anything like that. Oh, sure. But I welcome that. I, you know, that, that, the fans are such a big part of our game. Right. So we have to we have to reach out for our fans, and we got to listen to them. Right. And and the food has been properly served. Everything's been good in your in the restaurants <laughs> the you've been out there. The food's been excellent. Okay. Sure, yeah. Uh, there, there was a question from uh, a reporter here locally about the second round draft choice about the Saints that you're not going to restore it based on what happened. But when when the uh, press release was initially coming out uh, months and months and months ago, there was something there about it was that you would possibly revisit the issue on changing uh, the draft choice and maybe restoring it. And was this ever revisited in your mind or not? It wasn't as much about restoring it. It was about where it might fall. Right. And I believe it's a 14th pick, as I recall. And that's in the middle of the pack. So we don't think that that's inappropriate or out of line with what we thought when we originally uh, issued the discipline. So so part of the decision involves where it the chips finally fell sure, from the playing season. Could have been the 33rd overall pick. Right. It's not that. So um, what do you say about the accusations from the Players Association that health and safety is important to the NFL, but it comes below making sure that the bottom line gets more money in the coffers of the National Football League? How do you respond to something when you hear like that? It's just not true, Rich. And it's we had a, a four-hour meeting last week with with the Players Association, and all we talked about was health and safety. Uh, very little was discussed about how we continue to grow the game from a revenue standpoint, which is important for them also. They share in that revenue. But the focus is how do we make our game safer and better? And we are working together to do that. I think we need to do more and work better together. Uh, but clearly, this is our number one priority, and I think we've demonstrated by what we've done, Rich. What about the uh, the preseason? You've mentioned it uh, for a couple of years now about figuring out maybe there should be fewer games and then an 18-game regular season schedule. Is that still in the offing? Is that where, where are you in the stage of this? Well, first we wanted to make sure that the changes we made in our collective bargaining agreement, we went through a full cycle. What was the impact of not having those off-season camps and the changes in the training camp and even in the regular season? We now have had that experience, and we're seeing some positive trends from an injury standpoint. We're not willing to declare victory, but we are seeing some positive trends. What we need to do now is, okay, figure out how do we structure our season in a positive way. We're looking at expanded playoffs. We're looking at the potential for changing our preseason from four to three or two. We're going to look at the potential of 16 and two. We're looking at everything. And... We owe that to the players from a safety standpoint, but we also owe it to our fans to keep improving the product. Why expand the playoffs? It, 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 because you take a look at, you know, we, we talk about this stuff on NFL Network all the time, about who's going to sneak in. Is the sixth seed maybe or seven? Some, some of these teams were seven and nine, six and ten. They were potentially could have been in the running for a six or seven or an eight seed and fans see that and go, well, that's where the NFL might be trying to get more money out of the system well, as opposed to doing something that might actually be competitively right. 
Well, with all due respect, Rich, I'll argue with you the fact that we've seen more and more teams that are low seeds in their conference mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So we've seen that. I'm not saying we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what we're going to do is evaluate, is it a good move or not? It, should it be something that can help us even make the playoff chase even better? We have a great system right now. But the way to keep it great is to keep evaluating different alternatives. Again, I didn't say we're going to do it. Right. I said we're going to study it. HGH testing. Fans want to just the, the simple question, why hasn't it taken place right now and by now? Well, we had an agreement for it. Uh, the players have questioned the science. Uh, and unfortunately, we haven't been able to convince them that the science is there, despite the fact that the Olympics are using it, international federations are using it, Major League Baseball is using it. The science is there. That's clear. Uh, we want to get an agreement. I believe we'll have one in advance of this season. And I think it's, I think it's terrible from a health and safety standpoint of the players, from the integrity of the game. And I think it sends all the wrong messages. But you think there's still a possibility that by by training camp, maybe, or preseason of I 2013? So, yes. Absolutely. We just talked about it last Friday. Uh, there were some questions on the appeal process that the union raised. And we got back a document to them the next day, within less than 24 hours, so that we can try to move this forward. That should be the only remaining hurdle. There's no reason for a population study at this point with all of the testing that's gone over the last couple of years. Do you think that the players um, want to use this as a process to try and challenge your authority? That's what a lot of people are reporting right now or are taking out of what the players said on on Thursday, that your authority to discipline is something they're still trying to bargain with. Rich, with all due respect, we gave them as part of the HGH arbitration, third-party arbitration. It wouldn't be my decision. They could move towards a system that is a more of a third-party system, particularly as it relates to the drug system. So that's counterintuitive to me. The uh, weather report for the New York and New Jersey area on Super <laughs> Sunday is 34 with a chance of snow. If that would be the weather report next year for next year's Super Bowl Sunday, are you... Are you Nervously watching a, a temperature or a barometer or a five or a Doppler radar would that be would that suffice for you for that? I'll Super tell you Sunday? what I did. I take it right now. You'd sign for that right I'd now. I'd sign for that right now. You know why? Because we are playing in a northern climate in an open air stadium. We made this decision knowing that the weather could be cold, that there could be the potential for adverse weather conditions. That's what football is all about. So if there were snow flurries at 34. Count me in. You're in. You'd sign for that. If I could, uh, could, count but, me in right as now. You know, <laughs> I wish I could predict that. Hey, Commissioner, uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend here uh, in New Orleans. And thanks, thanks. for coming on thanks, as always Rich. here on NFL Network. That's the Commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell, right here live on our uh, network as we're counting down the uh, minutes and days and hours until Super Bowl 47 actually kicks off here in New Orleans. One of the most dynamic players in the National Football League is joining us here live in New Orleans at the side of the Super Bowl. Good to see you from the Carolina Panthers, Cam. Yes, sir. Thanks Houston. for having me. How are you? I'm great. So you're spending time going back to school? So yes, you're doing sir. Right now? I am in school right now at Auburn University and um, enjoying life right now. So you're, uh, you're just strolling across campus. You got a book bag. Right. Book bag, book bag. It's, it's so weird because I'm book bag, taking notes, and I think I'm more focused now going back rather than when I was playing there, you know, and, and it's so funny, but I'm getting so much attention. I don't know for what reason, but I'm what having fun. What do you mean for what it. reason? You're a national champion quarterback on that campus, right? I mean, 
yeah. undefeated. And now here you are. People think, you know, you're spending time in Carolina or whatever. Now you're just strolling across campus again. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Trying well, to get my degree, man. So in, what, in what? What do you, what do you Sociology. Think? Sociology. And more importantly, man, I, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, why am I doing it? You know, and, and I made a promise to my mom that, you know, Sooner rather than later, I will go back and, and, and get a degree from the from the school that I played at. That's so, a, that's and I'm Auburn, doing. that's pretty neat. Yes, sir. Fantastic. How would you rate what this season was for you, Cam? Uh, it could have been way better, uh, and, I, and I'm saying that first. But at the same time, I learned so much. What'd you uh, learn? Um, first, you know, just a little bit more, and 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 that's with a little effort, with a little more consistency, with 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 so much that that we went through as a team. And how close we were from winning games, you know, it just took just a little bit more from from each and every every player. And I think we would have we would have, you know, came out victorious. Well, it certainly seems like something clicked in the last six weeks of the season that wasn't there the first six weeks of the season. I don't think it was any like a magical speech or the stars was aligned. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think a lot of guys just honed in and focused and started playing for each other and. You know, and uh, we see what that could get us. So we're going to carry that same M.O. going into the next season. What do you think of Kaepernick's play? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Man, the guy is, is, is an opportunist at his finest. It's a great word for him. He is an opportunist. I mean, the stage has been there, and right. every single time he right. steps on it, and he crushes it. Been great. I'm a, I'm a fan of his and, you know, just admires the way, you know, his approach to the game. You know, people know – you know, his, his, his ability, but at the same time, he makes it work, and the offense is, is, is around him. And, you know, even though you have to fear the threat of him running the football with the read option, at the same time, they got threats downfield that's running. You know, you got Moss, you got Crabtree, you got Vernon Davis, and it can give defenses fits. Yeah, you got that line, too. But aren't you, aren't you technically the first, though, here? I mean, Kaepernick and... I think the game is evolving and, and all of us are putting our piece of, 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 of the puzzle, you know, and changing it. I think, uh, you know, having the ability just to sit in the pocket and just throwing it is, is kind of getting washed out. You know, you still see the greats doing it all the, thing, all, all the time. But I think the game is changing to, to the guys that, you know, if a defense were to go, you know, cover two man or, or just play man to man and, and, and have no spy on the quarterback. You know, you have to have a quarterback that's that has the ability to, to hurt the defense. But like at that. some point you got to hit your back foot and make and, de- and deliver a throw every single day out of the week. Sometimes you got to do that. Speaking of evolving. OK, I got this thing right here. This is your new signature shoe, right? It is. The cam highlight trainer. Yes, sir. You have personally been part of the design process and everything. This is not just any shoe. You it's, don't just put your not. name on this thing. It is. Right. Yes, sir. Will this make me faster at the combine in a few weeks? It will. You think you can guarantee me faster? It will. I mean, well, I mean, let's take a look right here, Cam, because, uh, again, you just understand what you're working with here. You know what I mean? What do you think? You look like you did. Are you are you all right? Like you pulled something. No, that's that's I only know like you, Cam. I only know one speed. Mine is just slow. You only know how to go to one speed. You know what I mean? It looks like neutral. <laughs> like you that's stuck. not. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. But, okay. You know, no, that's okay. You put so, these on your feet. Yeah. You got to work just just a, a couple times. You know, work on your form. Dry phase. I, am, I run a little bit too straight up, right? Yeah. I mean, right? You know, it looked like you just read a book on how to run. And, and Why are we showing this again? I don't okay. understand. I thought once was enough. Back. Look at the back. 
There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> Holy God. And Mayock's giving me high fives. Yeah. Now, but Dion tells me not to run in, in, in high tops. I should go low tops. Well. What do you think? What, what's your. They come in lows also. Okay. They come in lows also. But I, I think it's whatever. It feels lighter. Okay. You know, uh, you know I think it's, it's more psyche more than anything with, with, with the person. Mm-hmm. When uh, you, you're down and, and about to run your 40. Yes. And I think you'll be more more uh, strong on your decision, what you think you're going to make if you have on some lows <laughs> rather than some, some, some high-top so shoes or I, cleats. Well, here's the thing. I need to break six seconds this year. All right. And, and I was at 6.03. These are going to – these very – I'm going to go with you, the high tops, right? That's what you yes. think I should do? The high top cam highlight you trainer. You got to get like a 5'9". At least. Can we get that? <laughs> can we get, I think we can. Can we get that? And then, if, and then, and then when I, I break it, I got to do – I got to – I got to. You will crush him. I got like, to do, do this. You will right? crush him. Like, mm. right. Crush him. That's, hey, that's grade do, A do swag do, right there. Right there. That's grade A. Like that. Okay. Done. I've got it. With your neck just like that too. Like. <laughs> so I'm getting tips on how to do that style and then with the cam highlight uh, trainer right there. Yes, I'm going to do that. Uh, what? Look, we're, we're even getting a combine promo in. Yeah, the producers oh, yeah. in the truck are, are, are on top of it. All right, Cam. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Ten and a half. I need ten and a halves. They got you. They got you. <laughs> there is man. Cam Newton right here. Go, uh, go get his new shoe. Lots of fun. What a week. Uh, I mean, and, and there's still more to come. Tonight's special, 10 o'clock Eastern time, and then 10 o'clock Pacific time. Saturday, we find out who makes the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm knocking on wood for our boy Warren, Warren Sapp. Yep. Uh, who else makes it? Will it be Strahan? I, I think uh, Larry Allen's a shoo in. I think, I think so, I don't too. know who else, though. I think the Rosie I mean, Chris I think Carter Sapp should, be, should be a first ballot guy. And Strahan, too. But I don't know how many you know first ballot guys can get in. Think about this too, by the way. We all know Ray Lewis is retiring. We're assuming Randy Moss is, and if Tony Gonzalez does too. That's th- six years from now. That's three first sure. ballot Hall of Famers. Unbelievable. I, I and, think I'll and, 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 and I know and I know Ed Reed and I know Ed Reed says he's going to keep playing. But if the Ravens win this thing, and Ed's going to sit there and go, okay, I got a ring. I'm beat up physically. I can now have my bust on the same wall as Ray Lewis forever. If I, because he's first ballot, <laughs> he's no doubt no first question. ballot. But you heard how you heard how Rod Woodson earlier uh, last week talking called him like a Barry Sanders yep. of the position. That if he kept playing, if he keeps playing, he will own all the records. He already owns some of them that Rod used to have too. In terms of most interceptions, he thinks he would have the most interceptions which is an incredible record. Pick sixes, return yards he already owns. Uh, you have to sit there and think Ed Reed, maybe, just maybe, would hang him up just sitting there going, oh, I could have my bust on the same well, wall. What's the incentive for him no, to I didn't keep ask playing? Ed, I didn't well, ask, Ed that, ask him that this yeah, week. Because you can't ask anybody a, you know, right. any, you cannot ask anybody a Hall of Fame question because these guys will never respond to it because they don't want to upset the football gods. They can't sit there if you're Ed Reed at this stage of your career, for sure, even. It's always, you said it, Rich, not me. There. You said it. Like, I know, yeah, you, but they it. can't. You, they, no one's going to sit there and go, yeah, you know, I thought about that. But he has to think about that in a quiet moment. Yeah. 
So just all of that stuff's going on. That's playing out Saturday um, in the early evening at night, 9 Eastern time, as the NFL honors. Yes. We'll find out MVP, Coach of the Year, all of that stuff. And then Sunday morning is first on the field in the NFL game day morning in its usual time slots, and we're just going to go on. Are you and Melissa hosting? You guys are doing the red carpet we're special again. We're doing the red carpet, yes. Me and Melissa Stark, you and, Melissa Stark. and Michelle Beisner. So everybody else can just it's a, back off. It's a tough three shot. <laughs> are you going to ask the commissioner what he's wearing again? Me, Melissa Stark, and Michelle Beisner. So just everybody just give me a little bit of alone time, just for a few seconds. And then I'll be back. Have you broken this news to to Suze? Has she knows? She knows. She's good with it. She's good with that. Mrs. was here this week. Yes. So, um, at any rate, long story short, I will ask the commissioner who he's wearing. Excellent. Just uh, because that was one of my favorite questions. Absolutely. Ask the commissioner. (laughs) Uh, That's the red carpet show. I don't. I don't even know when the heck that's on. Uh, I, I just don't even know what time it is. I know I'm still in the Central Time Zone. Yes. But that's uh, all coming up. And then there's the game. And then after the game um, is um, our, our NFL game day final. Um, from inside uh, the Superdome. will be a lot of fun. The set is on the field this the year, field. which I'm excited about. Yeah. Last year it wasn't. We were up in the Lucas Oil Atrium. And it's difficult because in previous years when we're on the field, players just come walking off. Because they all just want to hang with Dion and everybody else and just right. talk about how they just won. And it's very simple to sort of get a lot of these guests. And Dion and Marshall were on the field in director's chairs last year, which led to the Tom Coughlin I was gonna say, uh, moment. I was right down there for that. that was Flavor say, Flav. Who is going to be this year's Flavor Flav? Flav? I don't know. You never know. I don't know who the Ravens have sitting. It could be our boy Josh Charles. <laughs> Josh Charles could Michael wind Phelps up. You never know. Phelps, Phelps could be there. That's or if true. it's a Niner fan. I mean, you know, there's tons of Niner fans. You never know. But uh, that's the final. And then we'll we'll try and put a podcast out uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, I fly back Monday. Um, I, I do, too. I believe you do as well. I know. And I need to get reacquainted with my family. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to try and put something together for Tuesday. Guests to be determined. But we're going to roll the dice and hopefully come up uh, rolling a seven on the come out. Um for that one because we, we have a good one so but thank you for all you've you've done Chris Law fun week Brockman I look forward to seeing your work your handiwork straight from the other guys. 10 Eastern if, time and if you're an international listener yes. um, uh, as well obviously as we said earlier you can watch this entire the entire special on iTunes yes. and you can watch the NFL.com live show on NFL.com if you don't get NFL Network internationally you can see a lot of these guests and their appearance on the NFL.com live show so check it out that's a plug yeah. Hey, dude. Well done. It. Well done. Well done, guys. Well done, Chris. There's something, uh, there's nothing extra in the paycheck. Yeah, there's nothing extra. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brockman, say hello to everybody back home. Hey, thanks, guys. You, you got it. Uh, at Chris Law, at Chris Brockman, I'm at Rich Eisen for At the Eisen Podcast, presented by Chevy. Signing off. Can't wait for the Super Bowl, everybody. Enjoy it, and certainly enjoy tonight's television special, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Stay listening, friends.